0: Rock Salt Radio. Be afraid, also tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us. Broadcasting from within our six feet social
1: distance.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, the Lord. We've got an understanding.
0: We're on a mission from God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: band back together forget it no way we're on a mission from god it's the rock solid muse cast experience matt me and elwood
2: putting the band back together
0: ma'am you gotta understand that this is a lot bigger than any domestic problems you might be experiencing
2: would it make you feel any better if you knew that
0: what we're asking matt here to do is a holy thing you see we're on a mission from god It's a big, exciting day, Aaron.
2: First, you trade the Cadillac for a microphone. Then, you lied to me about the band. Now, you're gonna put me right back in the joint. They're not gonna catch us. We're on a mission from God.
3: How is it exciting?
0: 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a day I've been waiting for for months, Aaron.
2: Lord works in mysterious ways. Yep.
0: Yep. Guess who's on the show, Aaron? Uh, That must mean it's. Coffee House Ke- Keegan Day. It's Coffee House Keegan Day. Mark it on your calendar so That's you can right. celebrate it every day going forward this time of year. Yes. Mhm. Coffee House Keegan from uh, Dedson. Thank you. From Dedson because you know how I am with names. I'm horrible with names. All, all the way from Fort Worth or Dallas or whatever Fort Worth. Say, Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas.
3: Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. It's all in one area. <laughs> Yeah, one big state called Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Except if you live in the area, you probably don't want, like, no, I live in Dallas, not Fort Worth. Yeah. And, or I live in Fort Worth, not Dallas. Right.
0: You know. It's like when uh, people say Sacramento, and I don't know, what. pick your closest one. Oh, I live in Oak Grove, not Sacramento. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I live oh, in Or, or I, I live in Granite Bay, not Roseville. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> because it's a little more hoity-toity over in Granite Bay. Like my brother lives in Anaheim Hills. No, I don't live in Anaheim. I live in Anaheim Hills. Oh, it's like living in Oakland or Oakland Hills. <laughs> There's a huge oh. difference there. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Aaron, uh, I got a text right before we jumped on the air here from our friend, your friend and mine, Sal Polichetti from Sunseed. I'm a little concerned. He he says it's nothing to be concerned about, but I'm a little concerned. Yeah. He, uh, he texted me and said his heart rate is really low and that um, they're going to be installing a pacemaker tomorrow.
3: Yeah, he said he was in the hospital.
0: Yeah. So, uh, he said, no big deal. I'll be home by Tuesday. I don't know if you ever go to the hospital and it's no big deal. Especially when they start playing around with your heart. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I don't know. uh, uh, I'm a little concerned. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So he texted me and asked if we would say a little prayer. And I'm going to throw that one over to you because I think that takes a little more reverence than I uh, usually give. So I'm going to toss that one to you if you don't mind. You don't mind? No. Okay. All right. So... uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Sunseed just play out, and then we'll do the okay. We'll do the prayer. So, um, we'll we'll pray to Sunseed's friend. Yeah,
3: Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the interview, it was it was the first show in May? I think May eighth. May for May. 4th, May
0: eighth. If you haven't listened to it, it's wow. a great listen. Yeah, it, Sal is such a cool guy. He's yeah. so much fun, and that guy is funny. He, yes. And
3: I hope everything works out. and Everything's okay. Cause we're going to have him back on the show. He, and, uh, you know,
0: I would miss him if he didn't
3: wasn't yeah, able to come back. For and a while.
0: yeah, exactly. And, uh, he did say that he's looking forward to coming back on the show. So, uh, Aaron do the honors, please. Heavenly father, we just come to you right now and, uh, pray for Sal,
3: um, and the doctors, uh, as they, uh, do the procedure tomorrow that, um, everything goes uh according to to plan and the best and uh as he said he would be home by tuesday i just pray god that he would be able to go home tuesday and everything be okay and we can talk to him in the next month or two just uh touch sal in there pray
0: amen amen all right let's get straight into the music aaron what do we got coming up? I know you got the list in front of you, and you're prepared this time, correct? Oh, yeah. I, I'm totally prepared. Ah, oh, see? We got Cutlass <laughs> and Hearts of the Innocent. Okay, so if you're listening to the Spotify Premium, you're going to get to hear Cutlass. If you're listening to the podcast version on any of the other formats, uh, we'll be back with more of what we do. And Dead Sin. And Dead Sin on the Rock Salt MuseCast Experience. <sighs>
2: This is Coffee Shop Keegan from Dead Sin, and you're listening to Rock Radio.
0: Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. Dave and Aaron, back from vacation. Yes. From <laughs> so- SoCal. From SoCal. Hey, Aaron, give me a drum roll on the phone. On the phone. We got Keegan from Dead Sin. Yes. There's the live studio audience. There it is
2: right there. Dude, that's not the, uh, that's not the introduction I was expecting.
0: <laughs> I know, because I was saving that. It's Give me another drum roll. I'll do this again. Uh, live on the phone, it's Coffee House Keegan from Dead Sin. That's
1: it. There we go. There
0: we go. Oh,
2: man. So uh, funny about that, uh, Brian, our singer, he, he is a man of many nicknames throughout the band. And, uh, he's always tried to get one for me to stick. And, uh, sure enough, as soon as that came out, like, oh, that's, that's coffee shop Keegan. <laughs> uh, it hasn't, it hasn't necessarily stuck, but it is still funny.
0: All right. So
2: context I, of that was I, w-
0: I wanted to stick. Okay. I wanted to stick and,
2: yeah, uh, LA, I'm not opposed.
0: and, and I, just to give a little background for anybody that didn't hear when dead sin was on before, um, Aaron brought me dead sin. I hadn't heard of you. And he goes, I got this band dead sin. We got to check them out. And uh, so I was looking at your website and uh, I'm sorry, I don't have it up in front of me. So I don't remember all the names, but there's um, Brian, Brian and help me out. Oh, cause I'm I, horrible with yeah, names. Cameron. Cameron, Cameron thank yeah, you. Cameron, yeah. And, uh, and uh, I'm like, yeah, I'd like to get him. And that guy looks like a rocker. and, uh, Keegan, Keegan looks cool, but, uh, he kind of strikes me like he'd be playing acoustic guitar in a coffee house.
2: <laughs> yep. so yep. That's just kind of, I mean, it was, it was, when I heard it, I, I was actually at work listening and, uh. I just fell out. I was like, That's perfect. <laughs> See, <laughs> That's what we were waiting for. I love
0: that. Okay, so that yeah. brings me into my next thing, Keegan, I, and and uh, I got to pull up my computer. It went it went dead on me because I I told Aaron. I said I'm a little I'm a little upset. I'm a little hurt. <laughs> uh and uh, i i gotta i'm gotta bring up the website here we are uh on the uh press kit page it says aside from being just three songs this debut from dead sin demonstrates a band with staying power in the rock scene and that's from matt derlin rock on purpose indie artist spotlight now uh yes sir he's dead on right he's dead on right but i want to i want to quote on your website
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Coffee, House it Keegan, Day Peril.
1: <laughs> now, now being in I'll Texas.
0: Now being in Texas,
3: uh, do you know you have a lot of coffee shops and guys playing guitars at coffee shops and all that? Because,
0: because here in
2: yeah, California, oh it's, yeah. Yeah, what? we got a good hipster scene. We got a good hipster scene. Really? Yeah.
0: You got to kick them oh, out yeah. of Texas, man. You need a a good honky tonk <laughs> scene. That's what you need out there. We
2: have that as well. We have that as well. They're, they're usually right next to each other.
0: Oh, that's not a good mix.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, see, we're in Fort Worth, so Fort Worth has got a little bit of everything. Oh, okay. It's see, kinda, it's kind of it's it was you know it's Cowtown, but it's slowly turning into Dallas.
0: So oh no! You get a little bit of everything. Yeah. See, yeah. Sacramento was Cowtown, and it's slowly turning into San Francisco which is unfortunate. (laughs) Um, I spent some time in Lubbock and uh, I remember when I say some time, I mean 10 days, Um, (laughs) one day in Midland, but uh, we went out looking for something to do. We always ended up at this uh, Cajun restaurant place every night. And then one night we decided, oh, we're going to go tour the town a little. And we, we went to this, uh, Uh, I guess you could call it a honky tonk bar type of thing. It was very Western style. Very exactly what I would expect in a little town like Lubbock, Texas. And uh, there was some dude up on, maybe it was you Keegan up on stage, just (laughs) playing his
2: guitar by himself. (laughs) Yeah, definitely was not me. Okay. Uh, I've never, I've actually never been to Lubbock. You're not missing much. Yeah. Texas is so big. There's plenty of places you'll never get to.
0: I want to get to them all. I've been to Dallas. Yeah. I've been to Lubbock. I've been yeah. to San Antonio. Yeah. I dig San Antonio. Lubbock's a little small for me and Dallas is a little big for me. So if I can find something right, yeah. in, right in the middle of that, I'm pretty happy.
2: Hey, Fort Worth might be your place then, man. Oh,
0: really? I got a friend out in Fort yeah. Worth. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's a little rule, you know, like I actually live kind of, they would be out in the booties compared to, to, you know, the city of Fort Worth.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah.
2: It, it's not, not too bad. We're within driving distance of all the cool stuff. well so. we Perfect. don't have to live, you know, in all the Yeah,
0: chaos. see, I want to I live just outside of the big stuff. I want to be close enough to the big stuff that I can get in there and do something when right I on. want to, but uh, also a little bit of quiet life on the side because I'm getting older and I want to relax a little.
2: Yep, yep. That is, that's, the, uh, that's the status quo out here.
0: All right. So, Aaron, I got to check out Fort Worth, Texas. Make a note for me. Okay, I, I think, got that. Yeah,
2: I'm in November.
0: <laughs> November? What's in November?
2: November 19th, we're playing with the Mighty Disciple. Oh, Aaron, can we
0: get yeah. out to can we get out to Fort Worth, Texas in November? <laughs> can you make that happen? Uh, oh, I don't know. Why not? But,
2: you got plenty of time to plan, right?
0: Uh, yeah, let's, that's true. I'm serious. I'm not even joking. I know I make a lot of jokes. So I'm not even joking.
2: Rehearse. You've got time to plan.
0: Can I come up and play cowbell with you guys?
2: Oh of course. It's awesome.
0: Like I would love that. <laughs>
3: so their first <laughs> show us. we got
2: plenty of stage room.
3: F- so their first show was with the protest. and now the um they got Disciple. So oh. so next they're gonna be on tour with Skillet probably. So things are moving oh, yeah. up for I mean, it's, uh it's Justin. like
2: natural progression. Yeah, you
0: know, and, then where we're headed. and then
3: Striper.
2: Yeah,
0: and then Striper and then Oh
2: my gosh, that is so funny you brought that
0: up. And then so you rule the have, world. Uh, Please go ahead. so,
2: so the, the church that we're praying at is actually my home church, right? Okay. So I had this uh, lady come up to me, and she was actually wearing a disciple shirt. And I said, can you believe, hey, we're in disciples to the church? And she said, that's so awesome. I've seen them. This is going to be great. Next time, bring Striper.
1: <laughs>
2: was a, I was like, okay, man, you can't even win. Yeah. You're wearing a disciple shirt. Nah, next time, bring Striper. Well, I don't, I don't think striper's coming to the church, but yeah, I'll try. (laughs) Well,
0: you never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah, We
3: went to this local festival here in Northern California called Joshua Fest, and we were, you camp at this festival and right next to us was this older lady, man. And she was rocking out.
0: And when I said she, when when Aaron says older, let me throw this in there. When Aaron says older, she was like 65, 70. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know,
3: and, uh, I think she complained one time because her uh, son wanted to come back to camp because it was too loud or whatever. She's like, <laughs> "Man, you know." She was, she at was that rocking show out. we
2: had, uh, at that show we had with the protest, we had a lady who was in a minimum her mid eighties, standing front and center for almost every band that played.
0: That's awesome. See, that's what I want to. That's what I want to be when I turn eighty. I want to be the headbanger in my that's wheelchair. Right, to die. Yep. I wanna be the headbanger in my wheelchair up front. Yeah,
2: Dave because calls you too loud, you're too old. Yeah.
0: Dave calls the front at of a Christian concert the uh prayer pit. Yeah, it's not a mosh pit. It's a, it's a prayer pit. It's the prayer pit.
2: Where you just stand there with your hands up.
0: No, no, you can still mosh. It's just uh
1: it's the oh, Christian okay. version oh, of a mosh a pit. Name. It's uh, okay, yeah, it's okay, the okay. prayer pit. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> you've been so, in the so, mosh pit, right? We
2: have a mosh, mosh pit, prayer pit, yeah. Yeah, you've yeah, been so, in the mosh pit, uh, what right? Would circle, what would the circle pit be?
0: Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to think of something. winning pit? Yeah, I'm going to have to think of something for that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was at, I was at a less than Jake show. You know who less than Jake is? I do all I right do. I was at a lesson Jake show it was a punk festival and it was probably one of the biggest most violent circle uh pits that I've ever witnessed now i I didn't get in the middle of it but uh I turned around and I went oh man look at that yeah. I, I had to break Gnarly. out my phone and take a video because no one would believe me
2: so you asked if I'd ever been in a mosh pit I have a funny mosh pit story it's not actually funny painful did so anyone O'Sleepers die from Fort Worth uh well I thought I had okay <laughs> uh so the O Sleepers from Fort Worth right they're from this area they're uh they were releasing their debut album on Solid State Records when I am God and it was their album release show we uh we get there I, I was not uh totally familiar with who O Sleeper was but I was just one of those kids who always just went to the local shows and whatever and, like I just knew that one was going to be a big one right so I get there and, you know, a couple of the bands that opened for them, I, I was familiar with, were having a good time, you know, mosh and do whatever, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, time for O Sleeper to go up. And so I'm like, all right, whatever. Place just, you know, fills in. Everyone's, you know, super pumped up. They do their sound check. People are already starting to get rowdy. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are y'all doing? Like, they're, they're just checking their guitars. Why are you pushing people? So their lights go out. They're about to start. And they've got these strobing, blinding white lights, right? Flashing across, they got this track playing before they start, and the, the pit just opens up. People are swinging, pushing, hitting, everything's going crazy. I'm terrified, because I don't know if you know anything about a sleeper. These guys all look like they're about eight feet tall.
1: Oh, really? Long hair,
2: just <laughs> vikings of human beings, just crazy. And he's up there, you know, he's got wet hair, he's flinging it everywhere, and an, and a, an actual song hasn't even started yet. And it's just, oh, all these things are going crazy. And I get shoved from behind and slammed headfirst onto uh, the stage monitor, right at the stage, and it knocked me out. I woke up outside the building while this week was playing. Uh. Somebody had taken me and drugged me outside and just left me, and I wake up, and I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) <laughs> so missed the whole beginning of the album release show. Oh, that so, sucks! Yeah. I've definitely been in a pit. <laughs> that one wasn't all that enjoyable, but yeah. I'm looking at
0: I'm looking at, I'm looking at your picture. I'm looking at your picture with the uh, with the knit cap on, and uh, I I don't mean uh, anything in rude by this, but you look like you can hold your own in a pit, though. Oh
2: yeah! Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty of experience in that regard. Yeah, I Just, used to uh, that moment was caught off guard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I used to be able to hold my own in a pit. I can't do it anymore. I blew out my knee a couple of years ago and uh, yeah, I had to have surgery on it and everything, but I went to the doctor and uh, he said uh, the first time I went there, he said, uh, you know, so what do you like to do? What kind of sports or, you know, activities do you like to do? And I said, I'm not really involved in sports. My thing is I like to get down in the pit at concerts <laughs> and he goes, yeah, you're not doing that anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that'd be a that'd be a tough bill. To now,
0: now I get the handicap section, <laughs> which is yeah. okay because it's comfortable and I get a good seat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so who are so you? You're, uh, you're looking at the website, huh? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm on I'm, I'm on your you, press. There was
2: something you brought up before. The that, uh, Rich Mullen.
0: Oh, Rich Mullen. Yes. Yeah, I was going to get a... to Rich Mullen.
2: Okay. All right. I don't, I don't want to steer your show. No, Maybe no, 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 no Go ahead, no, Please. Yeah, so please. Rich Mullins, uh, his, his life and his life story and music, you know, it, it doesn't fit your, your Christian rock mold, but, uh, just his story in general, but you know, besides the music, it, it really helped shape, um, my coming closer to, to God and Christianity in general. Um, just reading a, a lot of uh, articles and, and uh, he's got a couple of documentaries about his life and whatnot, and just kind of just digging in. And then finding out that there was a man named uh, Brennan Manning who uh, was an author and a pastor uh, who, who changed his life. And he wrote a book called the ragamuffin gospel. And uh, that book, you know, he, he claimed, you know, that his teachings and stuff, you know, really changed him. And so I was like, well, you know, I'm searching, so let's see what this is all about. And, um, that book, I, I actually read it four different times in a span of about six months because it was all about grace and, and how your, how your walk with Christ is, is the, the modern viewpoint of, of sin and, and all in grace and what it actually means. And it just completely opened my eyes to, to how I was, I was terrified as a as a, uh, a young Christian and uh, someone walking in this modern secular society of, I was terrified to be a hypocrite. It, it kept me up at night to the point where I had walked away from faith for a long time, about six years, where I suppressed it and I I ran from it. Because I was, I was terrified. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to claim something that I wasn't walking in. And not to, you know, dig into the books or anything, but just the, the, his philosophy on it and the way he talked about grace and what it meant to have be given the grace of God and to receive it and understand the love of God, uh, while we are still sinners, it, it changed everything for me. And it, it's put me in a spot where I I can now be like the spiritual leader of my family and, and all these things without the fear of, of being a hypocrite. And, uh, so rich. His music is, is, you know, side A, but his life and, and where it led me is side B of why he is such a, a big influence for me personally and also uh, Brian.
0: I, I've got something I want to throw in. I know, Aaron, you got something to say. Uh, it's very interesting that you say that, though, because I grew up in the church. Ever since I was a little kid, uh, mom brought me up in the church. I went to Christian school from grade seven through high school and uh, heavily involved in youth group and all of that. And as I started to head into my teen years and I got into radio and I was, the world opened up to me to all kinds of different music and things like that. I started to walk away from the church partly because uh, I didn't like the hypocrisy of some of the other people that I saw there. Yep. But I, at the same time said, I don't want to be a hypocrite and I kind of, yep. I kind of enjoy where my life is going right now. So I, I'm gonna set that aside, and I'm gonna go do this because I don't want to be labeled a hypocrite. And I,
2: yeah, I'm I, in the same boat.
0: I just want to be real, and I can't sit here in good conscience call myself a Christian while I'm out headbanging and going to poison concerts. Yes, it was the '80s. Amen. You, yeah, you know, you feel me? And so I do. Uh, so you know, I I spent a lot of time away from the church. Aaron can attest yep. to this. I spent a lot. I mean, what would you say, Aaron? Twenty years, somewhere around there, something like that. Twenty years away, and um, uh, it was really. Uh, I'm back on. I'm back on a journey. It's the pilgrims' progress, is what I always yep. equate it to. Yep. And I'm back on a journey here, and my life's going in a different direction now. And I always say that. Whether you believe in God or fate or or whatever label you want to put on it, we believe in God. So, you know, God may have taken me on that journey just to bring me back to where I am now, which oh, is one hundred percent. Which is doing what I'm doing. Uh, I enjoy what I'm doing. I'm talking to you bands and everything, and and the more I get into doing this show and these bands, talking to guys like you, the less I'm into that whole scene. Yeah. And it's like I say, yeah. in the world, but not of it. Yeah, we still go to shows because we want to be entertained. And and we're going to, like, say Metallica. We're going to see Metallica in, in October. Uh, sure. I've seen them a couple of times. Aaron's kind of excited to see him. And uh, it's okay to be entertained, I think. Just don't of be course. of it.
2: Yep. <laughs> Yep, there's a time and a place for everything. You know, it's not like you're going to church on Sunday morning and wanting to listen to Metallica and all that. You know, you set that aside and, and you do your worship and then you have, you know, you don't have to be a full participant in something that is uh, worldly, like you said, be in the world, not of the world. Yeah, like it, as long as you can make those distinctions, you know, you, you're not a hypocrite.
3: You know, I remember talking to someone at work And they found out I was a Christian. He goes, you know, I don't, you know, I don't go to church. They're just a bunch of hypocrites there. And I'm like, well, you're looking at one because, you know, I, I, (laughs) I, 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 you know, we all aren't perfect, and that's where grace comes in. Exactly, uh, and like
2: that—that was just to, to like hear the words is different than to try and like understand those concepts and realize that as a sinner. I still granted grace and granted the means to believe and to have salvation with still being a sinner. Like that, like that whole thing is so silly in in like a like a secular term. Like, where's the where's the justice and the in the 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 um, what, the expectation or the where's what, the word I'm looking for? What you deserve for your actions? Like those things are are not always apparent because of grace and that's something that's hard that was hard for me to grasp Like, why would i even be deserving of grace because of this you know am i just a hypocrite by doing these things and wanting to claim this and yeah to, to find a, a clear path through that was huge was huge and uh yeah so to tie it all together it's rich in his uh, uh recommendation of a book from an author who both have uh, since passed uh you know long before i ever read this book so yeah well you're, it was a eye-opening thing your influence
0: aaron's aaron's giving me the break sign so we got to take a break here real quick but your All your right. influence yeah. is on the on the page and i'm jumping over to the the page here um Meet the band, uh, Brian Cameron and Keegan. All right, so your influences, Silver Chair, which I was listening to some of your music r- before we called you, and uh, yeah, I can hear some Silver Chair, I can hear some Nirvana <laughs> yeah. influence, uh, Seether, yep, yep, yep. Warrant, uh, Rich Mullins, and I go. Yeah. what <laughs> it doesn't yeah, fit. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily fit. Yep. <laughs> um, and I, I just kind of equated to like, um, I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but there's those, those rockers out there. They're just hardcore rockers, but when they go home, they live, listen to orchestral symphonic music. You yep. know? it's like, yeah. <laughs> w- where do you get your influence from then, man?
2: <laughs> yeah. It's the yin and the yang. Yeah. 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 I think we all just
0: love music. Yeah.
3: You know, and Yeah, uh, I can listen to
2: all different styles. You know, there's a there's a guy from the Pacific Northwest who's on there, Noah Gunderson. He uh he's got a, a, a vast, you know, variety of styles of music that he plays, but it's it's mostly the coffee shop Keegan type stuff that you were talking about earlier. You know, like how, how does that fit into Dead Soon? I don't know, but it does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right we're gonna we're gonna take a break are we playing some dead sin here yes we are all right so if you're listening on the spotify premium you get your shot of dead sin right here and uh if you're listening on any of the other platforms we're gonna jump right back to coffee house keegan from dead sin this is the rock salt music experience
3: this is ralph from reborn and you're listening to a rock salt music experience with aaron
1: and dave
0: Back with the Rock Salt MuseCast experience, Aaron and Dave, and Coffeehouse Keegan. Can, do you mind if I just call you Coffeehouse Keegan from now on? Yeah. Yeah, okay. go ahead. I actually Co- coffee all over my pants. I was yeah. really afraid that you might take offense when I when I called you Coffeehouse Keegan.
2: Oh, not at all. It was hilarious. It's so <laughs>
0: hilarious. <laughs> um. You were saying in the last break, we were talking about hypocrisy in the church and how, you know, we kind of stepped away from it and because we didn't want to feel like hypocrites. And uh, um, in the break there, you were talking about Rich Mullins, and I cut you off because it was so good. I said, let's save that for the air. Uh, so what is it, again, you were telling me about Rich Mullins and what draws you to Rich Mullins?
2: Yeah, so you had asked if there was a, a, a current, artist or someone who reminds me of rich. And I said, it's hard to find someone that would remind me of rich because of how genuine he was. Like uh, his, his, his lyrical content and his appreciation for music in general was so genuine. I, I used to say this. Uh, uh, I wish I was as genuine about something as he is about what he does, because like I can pull up uh, YouTube videos of, of Rich Mullins from, you know, the late eighties, early nineties or, or whatever. And I'll just listen to it. Obviously I enjoy the music, but like, there's a, there's a, like a rich ism, like in between the songs, he would have these just, you know, just insightful things to say and all this stuff. And, um, he was just so genuine about what he was doing. And that is that alone is inspiring, but also his genuineness, made him butt heads with some of his, his contemporaries and in the contemporary Christian music world where he he wouldn't uh, just follow the trends or, or do what they asked him to do. He was almost like a renegade where he would just, you know, do what he wanted. And he was so good at it, they had to bend, you know, they had to go with him instead of the other way around where they'll say, you know, you know uh, an exec would tell you what to write or what to say or something like that. And he'd show up in a a shirt he hadn't changed in three days, blue jeans and no shoes and play a gig. And it was just like, that's just rich. And there's a, the, the genuineness about him, his story, his life, his music, his art is, uh, it's just profound to me. Like I'll still say it. Like, I wish I could, I, I wish I could find something that I could say like, yeah, like I have the same level of genuineness and passion. That's so real. Like someone like Rich Mullins did with, with his work.
3: I think people forget that Christian music is a business. And there's yeah, executive And there's executives out there that, you know, they may not be Christians but they're running a Christian music label. Oh yeah, it,
2: and, it's the money first business for sure.
3: And, yeah. And I I think artists like Rich um, were like, you know, I'm not interested in making money if got if God provides, he provides, but I'm just going to be as real as can be. And I think that's one of the greatest things that we see here about Spotify or Apple music that people can put whatever they want to. I mean, for the most part on Spotify, you don't need a label anymore and you can just control your whole content. Now, again, a lot of the bands we talk to want to be signed and whatever, but we talked to a band a couple weeks ago and the main guy um, in the band You know, they didn't, he didn't want to be signed. No label. They they can do whatever content they want. And again, as you talk about genuine, you know, they can be a genuine, no one's telling them how to, how to do things. And they can just be straightforward with their audience without being controlled by some executive that
0: uh, has never heard their music.
2: Right. Right. They can, they can really be themselves in their art.
0: True. And, and, you know, that kind of goes for me as well. You know, I did radio for 17 years and it was fun. And I started out in the 80s uh, before it became big corporate money. And then uh, it it became more corporate. And as the business end of it started to take over, the creativity side of it kind of died. Right.
2: It gets formulaic.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't fun for me anymore. And I didn't feel I could be creative if I wasn't having fun. And. You know, At the end of the day, it was a job, sure, but you got to have that creativity. And when we started to put this podcast together, uh, yeah, I'm not reaching the audience I did when I had a transmitter of 50,000 watts, <laughs> but sure. um, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with it, and I'm doing what I want to do. And I told Aaron when we started this, if this ever becomes about money, I'm done. I'm not going to do it anymore because I, I, I never want this to be about money, and I don't come on the show asking for Patreon support or anything like that uh, because I don't want it to be about money. The yeah. Some money would be nice, but, you know, that's not what I'm here for. Um, but it, it brought to mind, back in the uh, 80s and early 90s, you had Leslie Phillips. You're familiar with Leslie Phillips, right, Keegan? Oh, I put him on the spot. He's not familiar with Leslie Phillips. <laughs>
2: I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not.
0: That's all right. Uh, she made a couple of good, really good coffee house type albums. You should check it out. <laughs> yeah. So
2: when you said Leslie Phillips, my first thought was Wilson Phillips.
0: No. No. Far no, cry. Not saying. Uh, Leslie Phillips has this really unique voice. And uh, so in the 80s, they tried to make her the Christian Cindy Lauper because Cindy Lauper had this really unique voice sure. and, and she, she put out a couple of decent pop albums and uh, I call it, I call all pop pop dribble because there's no real substance to it. <laughs> in my opinion, right. um, I, I have guilty pleasures. Carly Rae Jepsen's call me. Maybe is one of my guilty pleasures. I turn it up in the car, but it's pop dribble. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Uh, She had one more album to put out to finish out her contract. She had gotten together with this guy, T-Bone Burnett, and uh, she went in the the studio and she recorded this album. And uh, I, I believe she wasn't letting any of the record people hear the album while it was being recorded. And it was early 90s. It's one of the greatest female empowerment albums you know, because we had the whole female, uh, you know, uh, scene going on in the '90s, right?
1: Sure.
0: But also, and it wasn't an acoustic album, but it had a lot of acoustic stuff on it before being acoustic was cool. And so, when the when they finished recording the album, she essentially just dropped the tapes off at Word and said, uh, "Here you go, my contract's done." And they were not. <laughs> they were not happy. Uh, because that was not the album they wanted. They wanted another right. Cindy Lopper style pop dribble album. And uh, she said, no, I'm done. And then she left, and she changed her name to Sam Phillips and put out a few more albums. Some were good, some were bad. But she did what she wanted to do, and I respect her for that.
2: Yeah, just the the, the willingness to be bold exactly in the in the face of, of your career is, is something to, to be honored you know yeah. rich, you know last thing on rich because it's all ties together you're talking about you know money and where you could be you know he wrote you know awesome god right it's one of the biggest you know worshiper contemporary songs of all time and you know there's millions and millions of dollars behind that it gets played today and uh, he he had an accountant who ran his you know, his side of things, and he said, uh, I don't want any of the money. He said, you pay me what an average person makes in America. So an average out like right around $40,000 or whatever, like there right in the early 90s. And all that other money went to different churches all around the world. All his royalties for one of the greatest, you know, biggest successful songs of all time. He just gave it away and said, no, I just need enough to get by. And he just drove around in his Jeep and his tattered clothes
0: yeah see there's a there's a lot of respect there and like I, yeah. I go back to my own uh feeling, and you guys got to have this feeling too being in a band, which is uh, like I said, when it becomes about money I'm done i I could be uh the Howard Stern of Christian radio making millions of dollars, but if somebody tried to turn me into something I wasn't, I'd walk away from it
2: yep. And Amen.
0: and there's a, there's uh, you got to have respect for somebody. I'm not telling you to respect me, but you got to have respect for anybody. <laughs> of course, that's willing to do that. Be true to yeah. their. Be true to themselves.
2: Yep. You know, I, I, I know uh, John Cooper from Skillet recently in, in an interview uh, that I had heard maybe in the last couple months. He actually brought that up about a big exec came to him in the mid 2000s and said, you have got everything we're looking for. All you got to do is you know basically stop talking about Jesus." And you'd be, you know, bigger than you are or bigger than you'd ever think of. And he told them, no, you know, and to know that hewlett has you know, the success that they have now, uh, you know, is, is, is awesome. But to know that he was, you know, potentially, you know, given the keys to the car and said, no, I'll pass and keep my conviction. You know, that's, you, you have to respect it.
0: Absolutely.
3: I, I think there's a lot of bands out there. I mean, the first time we saw the protest, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they were just as entertaining as, uh, CNC, they in concert or some of the yeah. other bands and disciple the same way. Um, you know, uh, Kevin, the time we saw him, Kevin said he was driving after the show. He's like, Hey, help us load up. And we're driving. It's almost like have stage. We'll play. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. it doesn't really matter, you know, uh, how many people there. We just want to play in front
0: of the audience and, uh, tell people, uh about jesus i know this is the Deadson. i know this is the Deadson keegan interview and i'm going to get to your your like like uh like what's his name uh kanye said we're you know you had the greatest album of all time but we're going to get to you in just a minute (laughs)
2: yeah i'm gonna let you
0: finish (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm gonna let you finish um i i just want to tell my my little disciple story here which is uh years ago aaron goes you got to check out this band disciple and he played me sayonara and I was like, ah, they're they're pretty good. And I started listening to more of their stuff, and it kind of hooked me. I'm not a person who immediately likes a song; I got to hear it three or four times before I sure. decide if I like it or not. And then uh, he goes, a "Disciples come into town. Uh, they're playing this church, and uh, we should go." And i went, like, "Okay." And uh, who were they playing with? They were playing with the protest, and, uh, uh, and I put me on the spot. I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Wolves at the, the Gate. gate. And uh, who's the big band there? Who's the band that put it on? Seven Day Slumber. Slumber. That's who I was thinking of. There you go. And um, uh, I'm going to tell you, there was maybe 75 people in this church. And Disciple protest was great. I came away from the protest going, "Who is this band? I love them." But Disciple played that 75 person church like they were playing a 50 thousand seat arena, and yeah. Uh, they brought it every single time. So the next time we went to see him was a Joshua fest and they were not even the headliner and they stole the weekend. It was two days. It had uh, Kevin Max was on the show and uh, on the bill and uh, uh Crowder Crowder Lecrae. And oh man, I can't think of the third. Yeah. Yeah. Some big bands there. Yeah, And uh, uh disciple was on the first day and it wasn't even dark out. And they stole the weekend. Yeah. Um, so Joshua fest the next year, disciples, disciples headlining. And that year I went, I brought my son. I was like, because he's, he's not all into the Christian music. but I'm like, dude, you got to come you got to come check out disciple. You'll walk out of disciple loving this band. They brought it once again and that's when Aaron yeah. said that he, you know uh, Kevin was on stage going, yeah, so we got to get on the bus. I got to drive out to Tennessee or whatever <laughs> it is tonight <laughs> so,
1: so
2: I have a great I have a, I've never met Kevin from disciple, but I have a, a, a story that's stuck with me since I was, since this happened. So uh, like I said earlier, I, I went to a bunch of shows as, as a high schooler and stuff like that. I was big into the local music scene. And so there was a local, uh, local-ish band that uh, I had become friends with. I was a fan of theirs. And, you know, and since they're local, you know, they're just kind of, you know, the guys. They're not the, the, the Caesars of the world, you know, like they're, you know, they're not on the pedestal. So, you know, we'd talk online and stuff like that. And they're like, hey, we're opening for Disciple in Dallas, you know, like this weekend. It was like a last-minute show. And I'm like, who the heck is Disciples? You know, like, I'm just going to go see you guys, right? So I had my mom. I'm not driving yet. I said, my mom and my sister and we drive out all the way up to Dallas. It's a, you know, it's an hour and a half for us to get there. So we're going to go support my friends, right? Cause they're excited about playing with this band that I'd never heard of. So we listen to them on the way and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, it'd be cool. You know, maybe we'll stay and watch them. Maybe we won't. So we get there and it's a long show. There, there ended up being more bands. than We were you know prepared to go see a lot of local bands and stuff. And, uh, uh, the show ran late and so the drummer for the band that I'm there to see comes up and says, man, uh, I know you're here to see us but we're going on after Disciple and I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, we gotta go on after him because they have a clause in their contract they have to go on by 10pm because they gotta pack up and get to the next town, like they can't be here all night and I was like, well alright, we're gonna stick around, we already drove all this way, so we sit through the Disciple show and I'm blown away, I'm like, this, this is awesome, you know, this is a Cars remain era disciple. You know, they're just hitting it hard. The whole crowd's going and going crazy. And they got to uh, be a tough so act get, to
0: follow, right?
2: Oh, oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. So, uh, so the, you know, the hype, you know, falls down the room completely empties. Everyone goes back to their merch table. And then, you know, the band I'm there to see, you know, my friends, they're getting up on stage to an empty room and I'm like, man, they were supposed to go on right before them with a full crowd and all their support, <laughs> oh, and now they're playing for me and my mom, pretty much. And, I, you know, I'm gutted for them, but at the same time, I walk up to the front, and I'm, like, so excited. So it's me, my mom, and my sister basically the only people in the room. And uh, half the first song goes in, you know, and they're, they're giving it everything they got. Cause, you know, just like you said Kevin does, you know, that's, that's what they're there to do. And all of a sudden I look to my right and Kevin from Disciple leaves the masses that are there, you know, gushing over him and his band. And is standing there and watches the next three songs with me and my sister and my mom for this local band that, you know, ended up breaking up six months later, uh, you know, just to show them the support for being, you know, flexible and all that. And like, that was just a moment where I was just like, wow, like you didn't have to do that. You've got hundreds of people over there wanting to talk to you and take pictures with you and all that. And you're giving your time to these guys who, you know, are a blip on the radar in your career. And that, that, that stuck with me, you know, all these years later. That was probably 2007, 2006.
3: Wow. Now,
2: speaking of Disciple,
3: yeah. you had uh, one of the band members produce your uh, your EP, right?
2: Yes, sir. Josiah Prince. Yep. The, the guitarist and uh, vocalist and Disciple. Yep.
0: What was that like working with Josiah?
2: It was insane. It was. It started out as a joke. So Brian and I, um, uh, I I went out of high school. I went to the uh, Tech Institute here in Los Colinas and learned audio engineering and production and all that stuff. And I got to do a lot of really cool things, like uh, one of the Neve consoles that Eddie Van Halen had in his home is at the studio, and I got to work on it. And, the SSL board that Stevie Ray Vaughan used is in this room and I got to use it. So like, you know, I've got, you know, this experience and all these things. So we're like, let's start this band. Let's do this. Like, yeah, we can record it all. We won't have to spend any money. We can do all these things. And, and then as we got going, we are like, well, we kind of really like these songs. Like, should we reach out to someone and, uh, and see, you know, their opinion before we give it to the world. And so, uh, we're like, you know, he's scrolling through Instagram one day or whatever. And, there's a post from Josiah and he's talking about, I think the post is actually still up. He's like, you know, like no one's going to help, you know, make you write your best song or whatever like that, but I'm willing to help. And I was like, wow, well, okay. well, let's, whatever. Let's just see what he said, you know, like, Can't Josiah. hurt. All he can, best,
0: all he can do yeah. is say no. Yeah.
2: He <laughs> can tell us it's five grand a song and we can laugh and say, we tried, you know, it's no big deal. And, uh, so we reached out and he was super nice and, and willing, you know, he liked the idea of what we were doing, listening to the songs, and so uh, we booked this date to to do a Zoom call with him because you know he's in Nashville, we're in the and uh, so the Zoom call was going to be uh, him basically dissecting the three songs. And it was <laughs> it was the most nerve wracking musical endeavor I've ever had in my life, thinking that this guy that you know we you know kind of look up to in this musical space is going to sit there and listen to our work and think, yeah, no, that kind of sucks. You know, like that was the whole joke was like, we're going to get on this call with him and he's going to be like, yeah, y'all should start over. This is pretty bad. You know? And so it was just this huge nerve wracking thing. And it was the exact opposite. He's the nicest guy in the world, super humble about his own accomplishments and was super complimentary and gave thoughtful insights and critiques and stuff like that. And so the process went about, uh, we, we did that, the consultation about the song structures and writings and whatnot. And, um, uh, we recorded everything here in DFW. And then we flew out to Nashville and worked with him personally on the vocal production, um, uh, on the EP. And, uh, that experience was just like mind blowing. And, uh, he's, you know, he, he's a person who's kind of on a pedestal because he's in disciple and he's done all these things. And, uh, he's such a great musician so it's, it's nerve-wracking to go and to make yourself vulnerable to be with a uh, someone like that and he he opened up his his house to us and studio and uh it was like it was like we were all best friends before we even got there you know he was it, the nicest guy in the world you could couldn't have asked for a better experience you know it's
0: like uh you know god brings this stuff together you know he definitely brought it and look yeah. if i was a guitar player which you are uh you're telling me Oh, this is the board Stevie Ray played on, and this is the board that Eddie Van Halen had it yeah, in his home. It's insane. I'm going to tell you, man. All I would ever do is just rub those boards. There would be a rub I, spot I on the board to- where <laughs> I'd be like, Stevie yeah. Ray just touched that, man, and I'm <laughs> touching it I didn't too. Didn't even want
2: to touch them. <laughs> yeah, it's the oh. same studio at, at that, so it's called the Dallas Town Lab. it was the same studio that they tracked most of Cowboys from Hell, Pantera, all that was tracked there. It was just like. Yeah, surreal. Every time I walked in there, I'm like, "How am I here? What is this, What are we even doing?" I would it just be was like, some of the biggest records ever were, you know, at least in part done in these rooms,
0: right? And on these consoles. Yeah, just. I would boxes. be like, at the end of the night, I'd be like, "You guys go on back to the hotel. Uh, I'm just going to sleep here <laughs> under the console." Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, trust me, I spent a lot of time in, in those
0: rooms. Yeah.
2: 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. almost every day.
0: That is cool. I want to throw, we're going to take another break. Can we do one more break with you, Keegan? Because I want to talk about Deadson. We talked about all this other stuff. We really kind of just skimmed the surface (laughs) on Deadson. But I I want to tell one quick Kevin story. And this is more Aaron's story, but it's real quick, Aaron. I know you're telling me to break. Um, The first time they were on Joshua Fest. And they, they were doing a signing after their after their show, and so of course there's you know there I think there was like 500 people there, it, yeah. everybody probably lined up to meet disciple, and um, so one of Kevin's people was kind of tugging on him, going, hey, we got to wrap it up, we gotta we gotta get going. And what did he say, Aaron? He said, when the line's done, when the line's done. It was one of the Joshua people, and and
3: they were joshua fest people but and they were trying to get the band out of there i mean again they got a they got a they got a job to do the next stop but kevin said you know no we'll stay until the line is done and they stayed and i tell you what they took a picture if you wanted to take a picture or autograph or whatever
0: they didn't rush anybody through no they waited for me in my wheelchair because that's when i blew out my knee (laughs) <laughs> oh wow <laughs> but yeah and they were so
3: nice and so uh, it's
2: again just, it's, it's humbling to be on the outside and witness that to know that they are that humble when we as fans put them on pedestal yeah it's, i could it's such a surreal feeling
0: i could be wrong but i don't think there's an ego in the group
2: yeah it's it's working with josiah and just kind of like you know you know, he, we're in his car driving into downtown Nashville because he's taking us to lunch. You know, like that's the type of guy he is. And we're telling disciple stories and this and that. And just like, yeah, like, like and just like the guys in the process, you, you talked about them at that show that you went to. They're the same way. The nicest people on the oh, planet. They're and unbelievably it's, nice. It's, they they it's took awesome multiple pictures with me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to,
2: the nicest people in the world.
0: We're going to, we're going to break right here. We, are we going to do another oh, Sin? Uh, yes, we are. All right. Well, do you know what we're uh, doing? uh no,
3: no but one, it's dead one, sin one the three <laughs> so yeah that's okay so, that's that's kind of my we're, joke we're adding a, a, an extra break because we, w- we want to talk about dead sin more in the next break so. yeah and
0: that's kind of so, my joke with aaron by the yeah. way keegan is yeah. i like to put him yeah. on the spot going do you know what's coming up next and he never yeah. knows so,
2: <laughs> some great music so from sin <laughs> is, some great music from
0: dead sin's coming up next on rock salt music Cast
3: experience
2: Hey everybody! This is Jenny from the band Saving Jackie, and you're listening to Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave.
0: Rock Salt Musecast Experience. We are back with Coffeehouse Keegan and uh, from Dead Sin. Yes, you had a question, Aaron. Yeah, I did. I now when you said
3: the la- during the last break that you know you thought it was a joke sending him the stuff and you didn't think you'd reply you're like when he said yeah i'll work with you were you like uh-oh
2: uh-oh yes 100 like, percent.
0: uh-oh <laughs> did you make him prove <laughs> yeah. did you make him prove who it was so that uh you were <laughs> like this isn't for real
2: <laughs> yeah i was um, i was absolutely terrified me and brian we work together and so we see each other you know pretty much every day and, talk and and so all these things, you know, we're just, we're just constantly talking about band and music and all that. So for like a, like it was like a maybe 10 to 12 days before that initial meeting, dude, all we could do was be self-deprecating, right? This, this is going to go so poorly. Like we're nobody. We can't make good music. What are we doing? This is going to be awful. We're setting ourselves up for him to just be like, guys, guys, guys. I, I'm glad you
0: tried. <laughs> well, it's like faith had said to me, I've got a promising solo career as yeah. a slide guitarist.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs>
3: all so, so like, I, I just spent the last couple of days in amusement parks down in Southern California. And these teenage kids who I'm with were like, Hey, you got to go on, you know, I'm 50. You got to go, go on this ride. And so I got in line with them and I'm looking at the ride going, uh Oh, I may have uh, bought off, uh, bit more, I, <laughs> more than I can chew. Uh, but uh, the ride was fun, and I'm sure you had a lot of fun with uh, Disciple as you grow. So I I know you won't tell me the title or anything, but the new single that's coming out, you have one upcoming. So all your fans, uh, do you know when that's going to be? I know no firm date. I day.
2: can tell you the date we're looking at is July 9th. And, okay. you know, it's hilarious. I was I was going to make a red tape joke because we're an unsigned band, and unsigned bands don't have red tape to jump through. But it feels like we have red tape because every time we, we set a date, something comes up and we're like, Oh, okay, well let's move it back. Let's move it back. We got to do this. We got to do that. So we're shooting for, for the beginning of July, first or second week. And, uh, uh we're really excited about it. you uh, we're actually working with Josiah again. Um, and that was, that was another funny thing. So we did the exact same process where we, we sent him the demo of the song and, uh, you know, you know, Set ourselves up there, and he was so like, uh, I, I hate it. sounding like I'm bragging, but he was so complimentary about it. It was almost like we passed a test. It was like we did the first three. We took you guys know, like we took our notes. We thought, okay, well, I can't, here we go again. Now let's see what he says. And it was like it was like above and beyond our expectations of like what he said about it. And it was just like, oh, we did it. Like maybe we actually can do this. He legitimized so, you. A little bit yeah you know I'm still pretty self-deprecating about it but yeah we're we're pretty excited about it it's a very straightforward song kind of like the other three lyrically you know we, we we our our motto is kind of just been say something you know a lot of uh a lot of times we can get uh we can all think we're poets and just string some words together that don't mean a whole lot and I feel just my personal conviction, not talking about anybody else and if I'm going to tell you I'm in a christian band i'm gonna want to be openly christian about it and so uh, yeah we, we we're we're pretty straightforward and uh this one this one's no different and uh i'm i'm pretty excited about it
3: now you have a show in november with disciple that i know you're yep. really excited about um any other shows coming up before that one
2: We've got we've got one right now. It's a it's a local show. It's a benefit for a uh, uh, upstart church that focuses on uh, outreach and feeding uh, needy people, homeless people, giving them clothes, stuff like that. So we're going to go play that. It's going to be an acoustic show, so that'll be different for us. And uh, see, coffee hopefully, house King, man. I know, I'm telling I know. you, dude. I I wish I'd have brought that up earlier. We could have kept that. You, you need a side so, yeah, project, gonna, brother. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that and hopefully you know raise some money for that church and uh, hopefully do some good and just just hang out and we've got we've got our, our ears to the ground and some things coming up and uh, hopefully some things pop up before that disciple show you know it's just been so weird because of COVID you know some places are really eager to put on shows some places aren't and it's all about timing for us you know uh, one of the things that that we do as a band is uh, we take the band very seriously, you know, with the songwriting and, and what we put out. We don't want to just put out stuff just for the sake of doing it, so sometimes it takes longer than we'd like or whatever, but the band is not the number one priority in any of our lives. We all have families and jobs and stuff like that, so as long as everything makes sense and things like that, you know, we're very family oriented, so timing wise it's, it's just uh, it's just sometimes it's a hurdle. You know, most of the spring I coach my son's Little League Baseball team. So, you know, that kind of eats up a lot of the week. So, whereas, uh, you know, if you'd asked us in November when we released the protest EP, if we just said, when are we putting out something else? We'd say, hey, January, February. Like, let's get it, let's get it going. You know, because we've got some of these songs in the bag and just things just happen and we're not going to just do things for the sake of doing it. So, show wise, yeah, our plan is to get a, a handful in and maybe doing a little bit of traveling around our area and and getting that done. But, uh, you know, we'll just see what happens.
0: Well, you know, um, you you keep talking about the timing of everything. And I'm going to equate it to, like, Jesus is driving the car, right? His long (laughs) hair flowing in the wind from the window down. (laughs) You know he's just oh, en- it's a convertible car it's okay. a convertible okay. you know and he's just enjoying the time and the kids are in the back seat the kids are dead sin the kids are in the back seat and they're going yep. are we there yet <laughs> and he's going you'll know when we're there yep. that's what's going on with you brother it's all in his 100%. time it's all in his time I
2: agree I agree but, you know it it's it's, um, it's funny because like I said, I'm a little self-deprecating when it comes to our music and stuff. So I'm like, like, I want to get it out. I want to get it out. But at the same time, I know I need to be patient. But I'm also like, is anybody even going to listen to this? Yeah. What, what am I so anxious to do? I'm this... going to throw it into this pit of of where everybody else is throwing their own stuff into it. So it's a little funny that I can get anxious about something that there's no guarantee Anybody but my mom listens
0: to it. You know, it's it's <laughs> nice to know when people are listening. And, uh, you know, like we had uh, this guy, Oli, from Ocean Dark. Oh, dude, you got to check out Ocean Dark, man. Great band. I will. Um, Oli from Ocean Dark from Finland contacted us. And I went, somebody's heard of us in Finland? <laughs>
2: that's yeah. awesome. That's, that's the most insane thing in the world. So we had uh, some radio stations in Brazil play us and Australia, South Africa, uh, even Israel. Wow. And it's just like you see that, and you're just like,
1: what? Yeah, and what, it's what, such a cool feeling
0: this? that knowing that somebody, I said it on one of my past shows because uh, Aaron mentioned that somebody listened in Singapore and Australia. And, and now Brazil. and Yeah, and I, I went, you know, when I got into radio, I never in my life even thought that someone in another country would hear me. That was never my yeah. goal. It w- and now it kind of feels good, even though it was like one person in each country. Who cares? Yeah, someone heard me, and that I, 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 that makes me feel good. And I, it's got to, it's <laughs> yeah, got to, yeah, it's got to feel good for you to know that somebody's out there listening.
2: Yeah, we the the positive responses we've got is, we have zero expectation for anything that we do. Really, it's just this is a passion project where we we want to use. The talents, the passions, the abilities that God gave us to just talk about Him, and you know, maybe reach someone who is going to hear something in a different perspective or something like that they may have never heard before. And uh, the expectations we have are so low that anytime anybody says, "Oh, I like your stuff," like what? Like how did who? Uh, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right? not me. Like what? You know, we, like I told you, I coach my son's uh, little league baseball. I had another coach come up to me. He was like, Hey man, I heard your EP. That was awesome. I'm like, you, is there someone behind me that you're talking to?
1: That <laughs> me?
2: It just doesn't make is, a whole lot of sense. Is it Josiah back it. there? Is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's gotta be somebody famous around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about Keegan is um, on your, on your website where it says the protest EP it's got a picture of the EP cover there and it says behind the artwork and I'm not going to read the whole thing, Aaron, right. Um it, it, just going to read a bit. It says inspired by the Protestant reformation, our artwork was intended to pay homage to the brave men who dared to follow the word of God by depicting the posting of the 95 thesis on the castle church in Wittenberg, Germany by Martin Luther. We highlight the significant significance of this event in our time today some 503 years later. Okay. So it it goes on. And by the way, uh, I'm not that smart. I don't know all that stuff, but (laughs) (laughs) what I took out of it, what I took out of it, or at least what it said to me in modern day times today, um, I believe that, uh, uh, the Christian church, the Christian church is under attack. Uh, family morals and values are under attack. Yeah. And, um, uh, I think we're going to, metaphorically speaking, uh, suit up in the armor of God, right? We're going to have to. We're we going to we're gonna have to. And I'm speaking metaphorically. I don't want anybody to come back and say, I I started something. <laughs> 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 all right, we all see how that went. <laughs> but
1: um, so I'm
2: glad you brought up the, the artwork. Um, so uh, I don't know if you know Quiet Strength Design who did it. They do all our artwork. Those are actually the Bramlett brothers from the protest.
0: Yeah, I, I was just gonna say that is uh, one of the dudes in the protest creates album yeah. artwork, and I think he did something for Def Leppard as well.
2: Yeah, he's done stuff for artists like like he did a uh, Paul McCartney did the O2 Arena a couple years ago. He did the flyer for it. No like how crazy way! Is
0: that? Wow, yeah, that is crazy. It's all the people behind the scenes, Aaron, that you don't know are there.
2: Yeah, really. But back to the artwork, you know. Uh, kind of like what you were reading about, uh, daring to follow the word of God, you know, be brave and bold. And I think, um, kind of like what you were saying, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be important. You know, we're going to have to have people who are willing to, you know, buck the trends and go against the grain for the truth. And, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's, yeah, we're, we we going to be ready well, ready to fight. Yeah.
0: You know? And when, when, when we're saying ready to fight, it's, it's stay strong in your family values. It's straight, stay strong course, in your morals yeah. and, uh, 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 go against the tide and, uh, you know, stick for what you believe in is what I'm yep. saying. And, uh,
2: there's no neutrality in Christianity. You're either with him or you're against him. And that's, that's something that I feel, uh, a lot of the modern, um, uh people of faith i'll say they 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 don't like that they don't like that there there can't be some type of middle ground
0: yeah like it, the word
2: of god is the truth or it's not there's no in between
0: right and uh you can't waver you gotta stand
3: no, strong You
2: can't waver. Yeah. Like, yeah no neutrality so i
3: think, I think sometimes people don't want to hurt other people's feelings You know, like, uh, I believe this and and, and everything. And and sometimes you just got to go, you you know, I believe what is right. And this is what is right. And again, people can believe what they want to believe. But there's the truth and there's the lie. And it's one or the other. And I think people have to understand that we have to stand up for the truth. And we have 100%. to... Just
2: because you don't believe the truth doesn't make it nice. You know,
3: exactly. That's and we have to speak yeah. up about the lie. You know... I like no that you brought lo- up
2: the niceness.
3: Yes. Uh,
2: Do you know who Bodhi Bacchum is?
3: No, I don't. Go, he's go a, ahead.
2: He's a, uh, he's a pastor, and he says, uh, modern Christians are scared to break the 11th commandment, thou shalt be nice. And yeah. That, they, they hold to that one over the other ten more than
3: anything there's a slogan by a pod a guy with podcasts i listen to and it's it is theme for the year is the answer is us and i've kind of taken that Ooh. to you know to heart that the answer is us we, we can't sit on the sideline anymore and hope our leaders in a church you know get through the the people the army of god this part like that has to say the answer is us we're following the leaders we're we're getting into the battle um for say yeah, um i like that at this time I
2: like that,
1: that idea
0: yeah so yeah. so again uh you know and see i i go about it not just from a uh uh i'm gonna say an all-encompassing word here uh, from a religious standpoint but but I also go from a, go at it from a constitutional standpoint. Like Aaron said, oh, of course. Uh, he, Keegan, you got the right to believe whatever you want to believe. And Aaron's got the right yep. to believe whatever he wants to believe. And I have my right. It's a constitutional right. And if we don't start standing up for our constitutional rights, they erode. You don't lose them right away. They erode yep. over the course of many years until you realize it's turning up the water on the frog. And you know that analogy, correct? I know I just threw it out there. The, the best, the best way to cook a frog is, uh, to turn up the water slowly on him and he'll never notice that it starts to boil.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. So,
0: um, with cancel culture and you saw me just do it. I had to quantify what I was saying about suiting up in the armor of God. Uh, yep. it, it, this cancel culture we have going on right now, um, well, it's going to implode, not explode. It's going to implode on itself. But oh, it has to. It, it well because the cancel culture is starting to cancel itself, right. it, and so you can't they, have they've it. They've
2: made it so rigid they, they can't even follow their own rules because they're, they're they're moving the goalposts every time someone makes a kick.
0: Yeah, and, they, and don't,
2: they don't know what's what.
0: And this whole idea of, well, I don't, uh, you know, while I accept that person as a human being, I maybe don't accept their lifestyle. Um, This whole idea that, just like uh, we were saying with the Bible, well, if you're not for them, you're against them. Well, no, I'm not against them. I'm just saying it's not for me. It's not what I believe. He's got every right to live his life the way he believes. Just don't impose it on me. I am
1: yeah, thank you very much. You know, that's yeah. funny.
2: That's, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so I listened uh, pretty much all week. Do uh, you know, you know R.C. Sproul? I, I've he was heard a the name. Theologian, pastor, plus. He, he, uh, he was very uh, prominent in the 80s and 90s. He had a radio program and whatnot. But I was listening to some of his old teachings, and he brought up in uh, something that was actually today. He said Christians got to remember that the First Amendment protects them just as much as it does us.
0: Exactly. It, you
2: know, it, it like protects everyone. Mean, yeah. Like it's not just for us, because the founders who wrote it had a Christian-leaning ideology. It protects them as well. But at the same time, we have to stand for what we believe, and they have to respect that also.
0: And and I say, uh, you know, this goes for Muslims, Satanists, uh, um lutherans you know uh and i'm not lumping the three together i'm just saying i'm trying to be all-encompassing here um that you are free to believe whatever you want to believe i i support that and uh uh, i will uh fight against somebody who uh, says that a muslim shouldn't believe what they want to believe that's those that's fighting words. Like they say down in Texas, right? Then there's fighting words. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yep, yep. <laughs> but noon. It, at the same time, uh, you probably never find me in a mosque. Yep.
1: Right. Right.
2: Yep.
0: Uh, I hope um, that sure. makes sense. They have
2: their. they have the right to do those things. Right? It, it shouldn't affect me one way or the other in a, day to day life thing. Now, will I, uh, pr- pray for those people that they do come to the knowledge of the truth, because I do believe the word of God is the truth, of course, but that doesn't mean I have to be hostile towards them in order for them to come to that truth.
0: Yeah. A uh, couple quick things about Dead Sin Lightning Round, because Aaron's giving me the break sign again. Uh, <laughs> lightning Round. Do you guys all uh, write and work on the songs together, or is there one guy that writes the songs and you guys all have your input on it, or how does that work?
2: So everything, everything's been very joint. Um, like I said, Brian and I work together. So we kind of, we, we kind of like grab the bull by the horns, whether it's like lyrically, like if one of us comes up with a topic or somebody already has some lines written down, yada, 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 or I'll bring a riff to the table or whatever. It's a, it's a very joint effort. I wouldn't say there's one primary writer, but I do give Brian more of the, uh, leeway because he's the singer. Like I'll defer to him on certain things, but it, like everything is always up for grad and in terms of like decision making.
0: Nice. Um, and, uh, uh, big things coming up for dead sing. Cause you got uh, a new single you guys are working on, correct? Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir.
0: And, uh, shows coming up and, uh, you, you're doing work with, uh, Josiah. I am just kind of wrapping everything up here, Aaron. um, and, and the dude from the protest... I'm sorry, I don't know his name. The dude from the protest did your album cover. That's cool. That's see something I I, something yeah, so I learned done, today. Write that our, down uh, for things we learned today,
1: Aaron. <laughs> okay.
2: So he's done our, our protest EP artwork, and he's, he did our actual Dead Sin logo, and he's done all of our t-shirt designs. Wow. And he did the single design.
0: And did he say yeah. anything like, dude, uh, the name of my band is The Protest. You really shouldn't do this. <laughs> so
1: it was hilarious because when
2: I when I sent it over, I was like, I realized how weird that is. <laughs> like it's, diff- like, it's sorry. You know, just please just do it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: I would have, I would have come back with uh, "Hey, dude, do you just want to use our, our album artwork? You can have my album yeah. artwork and we just released that one. Do you want to use that too, buddy? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what's your social media and all that? Uh, website,
2: deadspinband.com dot uh, com. You can pretty much just search Deadspin band. You know, we got one of those names that the search engines don't like all that much. Yeah, it comes up because, Deadspin. Uh, Deadspin. yeah, the old yep. sports website that nobody watches or reads anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you just put Deadspin band on pretty much everything, you'll find us, and uh, we're open to, to talking and all that. We have a we have a forum on our website that we would really like to get going uh guilty we have not been as active on it as we should be but uh it's something that we would like to push going forward just because you can get off the social media and have more long-form uh conversations through through text and stuff like that and we can talk about anything without worrying about you know the the mom
0: um, and you're on Facebook and Instagram and, uh, YouTube, and I'm looking at your yep. website to see all the logos yep. here, Spotify and Amazon and
2: yep, we are everywhere,
0: everywhere on the air, dead everywhere,
2: dead,
0: band. dead sin band. <laughs> now I, I got a couple of, of favors to ask here. Um, sure. Keegan, which is uh, number one. Next time you see Josiah, I want you to drop our names for us.
2: I'll I'll text him tomorrow.
0: Yeah, go, dude, you got to listen to this show. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Because we love. I'll I'll, I'll tell him uh, I pumped your ego up a little bit if you want to give it a listen.
0: Yeah, we love (laughs) Disciple that and that's a fact that's the one that's the one thing aaron and i agree on as disciple um and the same thing goes for the protest when you see those guys you drop my drop our names again (laughs)
2: will do do.
0: um (laughs) and uh i i've got the wall of fame in my home we do this in my home we do it in my living room i've got the wall of fame in 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 the living room here and uh if you guys wouldn't mind signing a picture i'll put you up on the wall of fame
2: Oh, of course. I'll get on it as soon as I get inside.
0: Oh, you are the man. Yep. Anything else to add, Aaron? No, this is a great conversation. Well, uh, as I always say, you are now a friend of ours. And uh,
1: welcome. Well, I
2: appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys going out on a limb and uh, bringing attention to to bands and specifically our area. You know, I I think you've had Reborn on, you've had Bethel on. You know, they're from like our. Little neck of the woods, Texas, Arkansas,
1: you know. Yep. And, uh, uh,
2: it's really cool to see that uh, uh, notoriety. You know, y'all are way out in California. You know, y'all are a world away to us. Well, i So it's, it's really cool that y'all do this.
0: I'm going to try to work on losing my California accent so I don't seem like such an outsider when I come out there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, come on, man. We'll
1: have
0: you. <laughs> yeah, I love... Hey, Joe Rogan came. There's room. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> there's lots of room. I've driven through Texas. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's more room than we realized.
0: Yeah, I, I do I, I, do dig Texas. San Antonio is a cool place. I have not been to Fort Worth, but I, I have been to San Antonio, and I dig that place. And, have uh,
2: y'all had Relent on?
0: No, not yet. We're Relent. working on They're that on, one. Not yeah, yet. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Those are some
0: San Antonio boys, right there. Oh, nice! See, I told. Uh, who did we have on that? I said I want to hang out with uh, Sound for the Crown. I mean, uh, Reborn. Uh, Re- it was Reborn. Reborn. Oh, yeah. Reborn. Ryan. Yeah. yeah, Ryan. Yeah. yeah, Ryan from Reborn. I, I was telling him, dude, I just want to come out to San Antonio for Sound for the Crown and just hang out with everyone. Like, go out to dinner, and just hang out with people because you guys are so cool out there.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, they're they're having a pretty big festival in July. Camp Roxette. Have you seen the flyer for that?
3: Yeah, it's with Seven Day Slumber, right? They're putting it on.
2: Seven Day Slumber, the protest, the lint, cut list, the cipher down. Like, yeah. yeah. Pretty much everybody but disciples. Yeah, yep. it's going to be a good time. Yeah, wow. So, yep,
3: yep. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this. Uh, this is like great. Said,
2: I appreciate you guys. It's, it's been awesome. I appreciate it a lot.
0: And Keegan, anytime you you want to come on or uh, just want to, you know, talk, definitely. Yeah.
2: Well, especially when that single comes out, I'll shoot it. Shoot it over as soon as I can, and maybe we'll uh, we'll talk about what happened behind that. That's
0: that would great.
3: be fantastic. Are you a big baseball fan too? I'm a huge baseball fan. Ah, uh, well, we we got to bring him on. The the we'll bring you back definitely the MLB MLB playoffs, the playoffs, and we'll get we'll get, I'll, I'll we'll you get predictions. I'll give
2: you fair warning, I'll give you fair warning right now. I'm a diehard Houston Astros fan.
0: Okay. Okay, well, right. I'm I'm I a Giants fan, and Aaron's a Dodger fan. Yeah, so we'll bring okay, all- Do-
2: I had a feeling there was a there's a Dodger connection
1: in the phone call. <laughs> you know,
0: you know that when we met when we met Kevin from uh, Disciple, Aaron got me a Disciple shirt, and I love it. I still wear it. It's a, it's a bear, and it's got the Disciple logo in the middle of it. But one morning I was getting up, getting ready. I put my disciple shirt on and I'm looking, it caught my eye. You know, how kind of stuff kind of just out of the corner of your eye. You go, what was that? Yeah. I saw something there. And I went, oh, Aaron just rolled me. I am wearing a shirt that's got the LA logo on it. Because <laughs> uh, they're, they're, their logo, if you kind of turn it sideways, looks like an right? L and an A. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, all right. Thank that's you very great. much, Keegan. Work on that. Yes, uh, work on that side project. I, I want to hear some acoustic stuff, some coffeehouse <laughs> Keegan. Like yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll just be sent through text and not uh, a. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you.
2: I appreciate y'all. Thank
0: you. All right. It's the Rock Salt Music experience. Rock Salt. This day peril. This Aaron Sound Follow us on Spotify to receive all our new shows. Roxall Musicast experience with Aaron and Dave. And Aaron, how'd you how'd you like Coffee House Keegan? Oh, he's great. Isn't he? Yeah. I, I wrote you a little note in the middle of our interview. Can we do one more break?
1: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are only supposed to do two. And uh he said he was uh doing nothing on a Friday night, you know. Yeah, because what's better than hanging out with Aaron and Dave on the phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And so uh, he was generous with his time, and we did another break because it was going so well.
0: Yeah, he's a good guy. And uh, I, I just enjoyed where the conversation was going. And uh, I, I liked that it was less, than an, less of an interview and more of a conversation with Keegan. Yeah, it was a lot of
3: fun. Good yeah. flow and and maybe that's why he wanted to stick around for another break. Yeah. yeah, he he
0: liked having a conversation, or maybe he was just lonely at home. And when you know, I got nothing else going on. No, right no, now. no. <laughs> it's, it's because he liked talking to us. Today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, what time is it, Aaron? It's flashback. Ah, it's flashback time. I don't have music for flashback. No, that's okay. June two thousand four. Two thousand four in June, and my computer just um. Uh, just blacked out. So, well, June what was going on? Uh, Jennings, the dude, that smart dude. Oh, yeah. Uh,
3: Ken Jennings. Yeah. He started his uh, streak in 2004. Uh, was 2004. he streaking? No. <laughs> his winning streak <laughs> on Jeopardy. And that just told me when I when I looked up that story that no one wants to play trivia with that guy. <laughs> you
0: know, hey, guys, I, <laughs> who wants to play Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Dude, you always win. It's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's my favorite game. Yeah. <laughs> I I
3: didn't see him, you know, during this time. But I, I wonder if he was uh, uh probably on air. He was probably a good winner. I wonder if off air he was, you know.
0: You guys stink. (laughs) I'm the best. I'm the goat. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Tom Brady. (laughs) I'm the best there ever was. Uh, (laughs) I'm the best there ever will be. I
3: wonder if, or he was just a gracious winner. Hey, hey, guys, uh, thanks for playing.
0: Yeah, no, I'd be the goat. (laughs) I'd be like, who are you? Get away from me. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I'm much smarter than you. Yeah. Got Like halfway through. You guys want to quit yet? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, wager some more, man. <laughs> see how it goes for you, brother. <laughs> oh.
3: I bet a couple times he wagered like zero at the end. Just to mess with people? Well, because he probably had so much more money than the other people. See? You know, that he had double. double, see, and,
0: and I mean, I don't know how much he won on one show, but let's say he won 100000 on one show going into Final Jeopardy. Now, if it were me, and I'm the GOAT, uh, I just wager it all. (laughs) Everything. No, I I wager all but $1. That's what I do, just to kind of rub it in. (laughs) Come on, guys. (laughs) Yeah. I bet Alex was like, "Let
3: let me try to get some questions he might not know. Yeah, right. He doesn't like sports or whatever, so... Well, in june 2004 we had ronald reagan's uh funeral
0: so, you know i'm uh, looking uh i'm looking at stuff that was going on this time in june 2004 and there's not a whole lot going on in june 2004 but yes ronald reagan 40th u.s president and actor of bedtime for bonzo fame he died at 93 yeah on june 5th yeah i'd never had the pleasure
3: of voting for him but my parents uh Thought he was a great president
0: same here and i i still think he was a great president and i think he's rolling over in his grave right now just my opinion
3: just my opinion are you trying to say he's not a, he wouldn't be a fan of joe biden
0: i'm pretty sure he wouldn't pretty sure he wouldn't or Kamala. or aoc Ugh, man i i think no, I'm not even going to go there. That's true. I'm not even going to go there. What else that. happened? Well, I know
3: Spider-Man, uh, June 2004, the second installment with Tobey Maguire came out. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man
0: 2. June 30th, Spider-Man 2, directed by Sam Raimi and starring Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, uh, was released. It was good. It was good. Yeah, It was okay. It was good. The first it, one was better. He almost got typecast.
3: I mean, he got some other gigs, but sometimes when, you, when you're a superhero for... A couple movies, you get typecast, and it's tough to get out of the gigs.
0: You know, when they announced that Michael Keaton was going to be Batman, I was like, seriously? Michael Keaton? Like, Mr. Mom's going to be Batman? No, this is not going to be good. It's not. And he was the best Batman, in my opinion. Now, he, uh, he and Adam West can they both hold first place? Can they both be the best Batman? Yeah, why not? Okay, so they're the, both the best Batman, and uh, uh, the dude that did The Dark Knight Rises, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, uh, he is the second best Batman, and all the others don't really matter. I said the same thing about Tobey Maguire when he went to play Spider-Man. I was like, Tobey Maguire, you mean the Pleasantville kid? That, that scrawny, wimpy dude is going to be Spider-Man? This is going to blow. It's going to be so bad. And once again, honestly, I think he was the best Spider-Man. Yeah, he was good. I think he's better than the ones they got now. Uh, I don't know the dude that did the last one. He was good. The dude that did the last one was good. I don't know what his name is. But Toby Maguire was great. A couple
3: sports things. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the expansion team, uh, won the, the Stanley Cup for the NHL their first appearance ever in the
0: finals and they won because there's a lot of a lot of cold winners in phoenix <laughs>
3: tampa
1: bay tampa bay oh i thought you said
0: tempe no i'm sorry tampa bay <laughs> oh okay well there's a lot of cold winners there yeah, too <laughs> that's
3: it so in fact uh they're still in the playoffs as we speak uh they're down to the final four in the nhl and uh uh, Dwight Howard was the first pick in the draft for the Orlando Magic, and uh, I think a lot of Orlando Magic fans thought uh, his hype and everything, he was going to be the next Shaquille O'Neal, and uh, that didn't work out. So, uh, you know, uh, he's been a nice player in the NBA, but um, not that kind you know, of, what you see as the number one pick. That kind of reminds me of Jamarcus Russell. Do you remember Jamarcus Russell? Yeah, for the Raiders? Yeah. <laughs> the, the one that Al Davis wanted to draft, but his coach didn't want to?
0: Yeah. Um, he came in and every, he was going to like take him to super bowls and everything according to the fans. Right. Uh, and here's a funny story. So my, my son, Shane, he was, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, something like that. And, uh, we sent him to, um uh, they had training camp for the kids with the Oakland Raiders. And it's, it was like a two day event, you know? And so we sent him down there for that. And, uh, Jamarcus was out there. That was the year he got signed. Jamarcus was out there tossing the ball to the kids. And Shane was telling me the story. I was like, oh, that's so cool that you got to catch this ball from Jamarcus. That's really cool, man. And then uh, my buddy who was there with him, he goes, hey, tell him how you caught it, Shane. He goes, I caught it with my face. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that was the thing about him. I mean, he can throw the ball, you know, really far. and But uh, he... He wasn't into
1: football.
0: Well, you know, Happy Gilmore could hit the long ball, but yeah. uh, the long drive, but
1: now, <laughs> didn't now, do
0: too well in the putty. Now, Demarcus, I hear uh, his weight has exceeded
3: uh, three hundred pounds, is so it now, really? Yeah, so now he can play off the line. Oh, I, I thought <laughs> maybe he was going for.
0: I thought maybe he was going for a pro wrestler career or something. No, <laughs> <laughs> that that would be interesting. Sure, why not? Hey, by the way, actor actress Jennifer Lopez. Weds salsa artist Mark Anthony in Beverly Hills on June fifth, two thousand four. Just in case you wanted to know. Thanks. <laughs> sure. You got some J Lo coming up, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're big J Lo fans over here. Oh yes. Hmm. I do like that one song she sings with Pitbull. Yeah. Okay. Oh my. Gosh. I don't She'll even forget- want to know. Uh, okay. <laughs> don't even want to know. She
3: came. She came to Sacramento. I asked my wife, "You want to go see J Lo?"
0: I thought it'd be entertaining show. My wife would jump at the chance. Yeah. My mm-hmm.
3: wife's like, no, not for a hundred bucks. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. My wife would be like, it's only a hundred dollars. <laughs> <I, I>, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. I, I told my wife, uh, um, if, uh, what's the, the big star The guy did a Prince, uh, tribute a couple of years ago at the Grammys. Oh, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Thank you, Dave. Uh, I told her, if he comes, we're paying 100 bucks and going to see him.
0: Yeah, well, he's coming, and he's more like $350, 400 And his shows sell out in about uh, less than 30 minutes. Well, I heard he's doing a Vegas yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the one that uh, Nancy told me about. She was like, maybe we'll make a trip to Vegas. And then we started checking out the tickets, and yeah, it was like $350, 400 and, what's that? And um, they sell festival. out in like 30 minutes.
3: Yeah, what's that festival Bottle Rock. Yeah, he came there a couple years ago and you were like, "Hey, let's go see I think Guns N' Roses was hosting one was closing one night and then Bruno Mars was closing another night. And you were like, "Hey, you know, I was interested in going to see Bottle Rock with him, but when I saw tickets were like $400 for yeah. a day, I was like, uh, I'm Bottle, out. So,
0: Bottle Rock is is a great festival. It's a great festival. Um my problem with Bottle Rock is that it's it's not focused on one genre of music it's really kind of all over the board which is you would expect out of napa that's really what kind of napa is like it's just all over the board eclectic type of stuff and so you have bands like guns and roses playing with bruno mars and uh it's a great show the headliners are great it's the other 50 bands in the day that i go yeah i got really really no interest in seeing that band (laughs) So you got bands like
3: Coffeehouse Keegan, no <laughs> With the acoustic guitar? You're kidding. With the if, it, acoustic guitar? if Coffeehouse
0: Keegan was on Bottle Rock, I would absolutely be there. No, I'm saying just the Coffee uh, Coffeehouse Act. You know, yeah, there's some that, of those on there. Yeah, that's what yeah, I meant. There's some of those on there, but no, if it said Coffeehouse Keegan <laughs> Bottle Rock, dude, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. texting him, go and get I, me backstage, was, brother. Yeah.
3: I want to go meet Axel. Yeah, <laughs> I want to meet Keegan. I'm just making acts. So, all right. If you're listening to Spotify Premium, our 2004 top 10 songs are from Mercy Me, Switchfoot, Third Day, and Tone X and the Particular People. Enjoy the music on Rock Salt Music House Experience
1: hey this is
0: steve from the word 66 and you are listening to the dynamic duo of podcasters
1: aaron and dave on rock salt radio
0: rock salt musecast experience what time is it it's ask dave time but it's not ask dave time it's ask aaron time i'm
3: barring your music
0: yeah Okay. I'm loaning it to you. Okay, loaning it. Yeah, you can can pay me later for the rights. (laughs) Just bring me a rock star again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I said to you this week, I'm like, no Ask Dave this week. It's going to be Ask Aaron because I've got not three, but two really good questions for you. And uh, the reason it's two is because the answers, I think, are going to be a little in-depth. So... What were you going to say, Aaron? I
3: was going to say, uh, I, and asked him, I asked him, folks, so what are the questions? He's like, well, you'll find out.
0: Yeah. I can't tell you ahead of time, man. It gives it away. All right. Question number one. On your Mount Rushmore of sports athletes, who is up there and why? Who's on your Mount Rushmore of sports athletes? Uh, or a horse racer, for sure okay um just uh I was
3: a real huge Dodger fan not that I'm not big now but I was you know following him day day in day out um I tried to watch every time he pitched. uh and he went through that streak of I think 63 scoreless innings wow really and, 63 uh, scoreless like innings wow and, they, and when they uh beat the Oakland A's, In the playoffs, he was, you know, he won two games. He was fantastic. That sounds like my uh, dating life, 63 scoreless
1: innings.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, plus, you know, he's a person of faith. Um, In fact, he's a broadcaster for the Dodgers now, and I just liked listening to him. He was was a pitcher that didn't have, like, fantastic stuff like Randy Johnson or Nolan Ryan, Mm -hmm. but mentally, uh, they called him the Bulldog. Yeah. Mentally, he was just better than everybody else. Okay. In fact, uh, Clayton Kershaw was just the future Hall of Famer for the Dodgers. Uh, they used to say when he was first pitching for the Dodgers, would always be like in the back of the plane or wherever Oral was, you know, the broadcasters were, they were back there picking his brain, asking him things. So very smart. Um, so that's one of them. Okay. Man. Four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It could be any sport. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Emma Smith of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, um, who I think is the greatest running back of all time. I know a lot of people pick Barry Sanders, but there's more than running um, to the running back position. I don't know how many times he uh, they would blitz on the backside of Troy Aikman, and he would pick it up, and Troy would throw a touchdown pass. So um, he was
0: really a team player. See, for football, I would put. Bo Jackson up there because if you watch some of his plays man guy was unstoppable I used to get up in the
3: morning and watch him uh, play for Auburn you know really? that's when yeah I used to get up like nine o'clock in the morning just to watch him play I mean he was fantastic
0: okay so, so that's two
3: yep number three and I always liked the bow nose. the bow commercials those are 19. great yeah those were fantastic and so uh, number three uh I'm trying to think here I want to get you're right though i would be thinking yeah you were right uh probably dr j dr j we're going way back for that one yeah i was a sixers fan at that time uh with him bobby jones caldwell was the center moses malone was on that team uh maurice cheeks uh so dr j was great in fact uh I forgot who was the – Doug uh, Doug Collins was the coach of the uh, Bulls at one time. And uh, Michael Jordan asked him, hey, what what did ever Dr. J do at, at practice that – he didn't do it in a game but was fantastic. And he said Dr. J would leap from out of bounds, duck his head underneath the backboard, and slam the ball. Wow! And so Doug Jones said Michael Jordan kept trying to do that <laughs> in practice and couldn't do it, how he could just – fly in his body in the air so but and he's also in later in life is you know uh, done a lot of charity work and all that but he was fancy, fantastic player and he just how he you know he had huge hands that could fit halfway almost around the ball and so he could do
0: everything with the ball so and number four. Oh man it could be UFC, it could be boxing,
3: it could be baseball, it could well, be I'm golf. Go with UFC. He's here from um, um Sacramento. Um Raya Favor. Um he uh he comes out to California Love by Tupac. Yeah. That's was his interest on that. Now he's he's still fighting, but way past his prime. But um he was exciting. Um he's probably my favorite UFC star of all time. Mm-hmm. He, every time he fights, even now, I'll I'll make sure I watch. And so, it just uh, gives everything.
0: And he's he a good has. guy.
3: He is a good guy.
0: Uh, We've got a little—I don't want to say personal connection, but my son works for or worked for a guy that is really good friends with Uriah Faber. And my son got to talk to him on the phone several times. Super nice guy. Yeah. And so
3: that would probably be the four. You know.
0: Okay. The the Oral and Emmett are
3: are definitely all time would never change. Uh but
0: Urias, those the other picks are really good. Okay. So Uriah Favor, Dr. J, Emmett Smith, and Oral Hershiser. Yep. That's your Mount for Rushmore of sports yes. figures. Yep. All right. Staying with the Mount Rushmore theme. What's your Mount Rushmore of Christian rock singers? They can be solo artists or they can be front men or women. Well, Michael Sweet's going to be on there. Okay, Michael Sweet and why? Oh, just incredible
3: voice. Vocal range, everything. He's fantastic. Okay. And so, just the long screams and everything,
0: you know. And he didn't party too hard. No. He still got his voice, which a lot of those guys don't anymore. When we, we saw together the
3: 30th anniversary of To Help the Devil, mm-hmm. when I saw it the first time, I was like, how does he do these screams every single night? I mean, they would be taxing on the vocal cords, and they would do reverb on the, the microphone because you could see him pull away, mm-hmm. and the scream would still right. keep going. And that's, how, that's the trick to it um but still um and they said he ate uh like oranges afterwards oh really too, to help with the vocal cords cuz i mean you know I you what? listen to the albums i mean the screams are right.
0: just great i always imagine them drinking lots of tea hot tea every lead singer you know especially someone who screams a lot number 2 christian rock huh yep got to stick to the christian rock format okay
3: well i'm gonna go uh kevin max can i go yeah with him yeah uh, i just think he had, when he was with dc talk and still today um great vocals uh in concert for the free at last tour and they have a live version now they can get on spotify uh they do the 40 song by U2. yeah and that's he's, great and he just hit some notes during that show that's phenomenal,
0: and so I'm going to choose him. I loved seeing him live. He did that acoustic set, and then he did that set with, uh, you know, uh, mostly the Lost Dogs, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to see Aaron Smith
3: from the Seventy Sevens. Yeah, with them, that was cool.
0: Yeah, that was cool.
3: Okay. Also, um, I'm going to go with uh, Mac Powell. Uh, Who? Uh, third day. Third okay. day he's doing some country stuff now and all that he's got that deep southern voice like you know like hootie does uh and so but he, uh the first time i saw him i think it was a little warehouse in concord and i'm gonna try my best southern you know Mac all right. voice you all know right. but, southern drawl yeah he's like you know we got a new we got our first album out we're just gonna play it for you you know, he's got this Southern. <laughs> Sounds southern, a little like Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> l- maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, in fact, one of the songs from our flashback is from Third Day, and I can listen to him sing all, all day.
0: Okay, and number four. Oh, man. I should
3: have picked the Jeopardy theme. Yeah, you should have. I'm trying to think.
0: Could be from the 70s, could be from the 80s, could be from the 90s. I'm just gonna go with John Schlitt. John Schlitt? Yeah. See, I must have been sending you telepathically, <laughs> because in my head I was going, "You gotta say Greg Voles." Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: John Schlitt. Just a a bundle of energy on the stage, exciting. Uh, I can, you know, probably not the greatest vocals, but just an energetic guy, and and I can, you know, he he deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore. I mean, he's still going today. They're still doing shows today. Okay,
0: so we got so, we got Michael Sweet. Yeah,
3: he's number one by far.
0: Kevin Max. Yes. The other dude that I don't remember his name. Mac Powell. Okay. And John Schlitt. Yes. That's your Mount Rushmore of Christian rock singers. Yeah. All right. And your Mount Rushmore of sports figures. Once again, Emmett Smith.
1: Oral, Oral Hersizer
0: I'm trying to work from memory here. Dr. J. Yep. And Mr. California Love. Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber. That's right. All right. How'd you, like, ask Aaron? That was great. Yeah, it was a nice little switch.
3: Yeah, I've never thought about doing Mount Rushmores for you, but uh, maybe I'll have
0: a few in the next couple. couple. I'd love to do Mount Rushmores. So, yeah. All right. You'd probably be a little quicker than I am. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Aaron, what's coming up? What's coming up? (laughs) Yeah.
3: What's coming up? Let me let me look what's coming uh, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like your screen uh, went back on you of, a break ago. Uh, what's coming up is uh Sean Locke and then after that is our buddy True Lyric, who we did our first interview with.
0: Yeah, the um, very first interview was with True remember, Lyric. When we really didn't even know what we were doing, how we were going to do it. I just wanted to get an interview and save it. Yeah, for he, whenever he, we were going to do something. Yeah. And
3: so I will contact him shortly. Uh, his new soon. album
0: is really good. Yes.
3: And it's the title track from this new album. Oh, so, I like uh, that if one. If you're on Spotify Premium, uh, you'll be hearing Sean Locke and then True Lyric. Uh, Black people love Elmo too. Emo. Emo. Not I'm Elmo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Emo.
0: Emo. It's a That's great right. track. Yes. And when I first saw the title of the track, I was like, Oh, what is he doing here? And then I listened to it, and it's like, this is fantastic. It's great. It really is good stuff. He announced
3: about a month and a half ago that was coming out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's a a rap artist, but this really, the whole whole album, I mean, he's got one, like, really rap tune, but it's different than whatever he's done, but it, it, it sounds great.
0: Well, he is a NorCal brother, And I don't mean that in a racial way. I mean a brother like a brother of ours. He's a NorCal brother, and uh, it definitely comes through on that album. You can hear the NorCal influence on that album.
1: And he
3: was kind enough to take a few moments during Joshua Fest 2018 to come talk to us. Yeah, when we were nobody. And, and yeah, <laughs> we're
0: and, still nobody. Yes.
3: And hopefully, he'll take a few minutes and uh, have a conversation again because uh, I would love to talk to him about
0: this and, album. And that guy emits positive energy and love, he really yes. does. So, he's one of those kind of guys. I like him.
3: So, if you're a Spotify premium subscriber, you'll be listening to some great music. If not, we'll be right back with Hypocrite of the Week. What's up, everyone? This is Ryan from
1: Reborn, and you're listening to the Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave.
0: Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. Maybe I need to say that less. I was thinking that the other day, since we're kind of in podcast format, and everybody knows they're listening. That's kind of the radio guy in me. They, they taught me early. This was kind of the rule in radio back then, because you wanted... You wanted your Arbitron ratings. You wanted people to remember what show or what station they were listening to, so they could market on their Arbitron ratings. And uh, so, what you did was, coming out of a song, you would say the name of the station and the name of the show, and in case someone flipped to your uh, yeah, your station. Yeah. And so, it's always been a habit with me to do it that way, and it's not a bad habit, but it's kind of I don't know. I I guess a bit redundant in the format that we do this show. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to agree with it. I I like hearing my name. Oh, you do? You want me to keep saying Aaron and Dave? That's fine. I can do that. I'll make a note. It's the
3: MuseCast experience. Yeah. All right. Usually we do what we learned today, but um, we're we're, we're we're going to learn something new. Yeah. We're we're switching it up with uh, hypocrite of the week. Yeah. And, and um, I don't think we have a drum roll on the, the here. board here. No, but, right here.
0: Uh, all right.
1: <laughs>
0: Dave, who is hypocrite of the week? Oh, it's my favorite late night comedian, Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> oh uh, man, this oh. guy. He doesn't quit, does he? Um, and I wonder if he just, you know, Dave's out there.
3: And I'm just going to
0: make him ticked off. I, you know what? I hope at some point Jimmy Kimmel learns my name. <laughs> and not for a bad reason. I'm not saying that. Not for a bad reason. But uh, somebody just says, hey, this guy just is constantly relentless about you. Um, and yeah, I posted on his Facebook a few times. So he's probably come across a post or two. I'm hoping. You think think he checks his Facebook his Facebook page? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Or some assistant. Some assistant. Whatever. Nobody. Scrolls right past my comment because I always call him a (laughs) crybaby. Because he is. He cries at the drop of a hat. I see. Well, um, maybe we'll get a segment called cry baby of
3: the week. Yeah. You well, know, Jimmy he, Kimmel will be he, he, every week, every week, every week, okay. every week. but hypocrite of the week is Jimmy Kimmel. So this w- week, how absolutely. Is he a hypocrite?
0: Well, I'm going to preface this story. I'm going to read you the story in just a second here, okay. but I want to preface this story with a couple of p- bullet points. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, I'll say up front, I'm a bit biased. I do not like Jimmy Kimmel. I used to like Jimmy Kimmel. I used to love Jimmy Kimmel. On the man show, right? On the man show. When he started his late night talk show, I loved it. At some point, he became Mr. Political, and I clicked, turned it off. And the more he says, the more I dislike him. Um, even going back to Ben Stein's Money, I used to love watching him.
3: He can cry, cry pretty good. I mean, I to drop of a hat.
0: On cue, man. Man, he's good. On On cue. So, uh, I'm biased in that sense. Uh, another person that I never really and I'm gonna date myself back to the 70s, I never really cared for Bruce Jenner, Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, it's Bruce Dave. I, um, I, I'm trying to show a bit of respect by throwing in the Caitlin part, but yeah, even back in the 70s, I went, I really don't like this guy, I was a little kid. I really, yeah, he's a great athlete and all that. I just, something really struck me odd about him and I didn't care for him. He was arrogant. That's for sure. Well, that's for sure. He
3: was the, cause he was the best. I mean, it was
0: the, he wasn't the the goat. uh, Oh, wow. No, you can't say Bruce Jenner was the greatest of all time. You uh, come on. Uh, who were some of the other. Uh, he, he was on the Wheaties box. He was. Ah, come he made on. little kids eat Wheaties. Who's he was the, so good. Who's the. Uh, I can't think of his Carl name. Lewis? There's Carl Lewis. There's somebody else. Well,
3: Michael Phelps, he he's still making. No, go. no, he's, no. I'm just talking he's still about. Out
0: swimming people. No, nah, but Jenner was not a swimmer. He was a runner. No, a triathlete. Yeah. Um, Man. Owen. O, Owen. Oh, Carl Owens. Carl Owens. Yeah. Come on. Come on, man! <laughs> come on, man! Oh, you you're gonna say he's on the board, huh? You're gonna say that? You got You going to say that that Jenner's bear and curl Owens? No, at at the triathlete. I mean, he, yeah. All right. He win. won everything. Okay. And, and he just didn't win it by like a couple seconds. I I will give give him credit. He is a great. Or was a great. It's like the Jeopardy guy. Everybody was finishing second for a while. Yeah, he was a great athlete. Okay,
1: he
3: was a great athlete. And Uh, they picked him for the Wheaties box, and little kids eat Wheaties so they can grow up and be strong and be like Bruce. (laughs) Great campaign,
0: wasn't it? (laughs) Yes, it was. All
3: right, I'm going to get sidetracked. I'm going to get sidetracked. Okay, hypocrite of the week
1: now.
0: Hypocrite of the week. So, uh, say what you will about Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, say what you will about that. I am not choosing sides, and that is not the topic of how you feel about transgenders or the alphabet community. And I'm not even saying alphabet community in a disparaging way. It's just they put so many letters in it. I can't read all the letters now. It's alphabet. But um, Kimmel took a little pot shot at Jenner. And uh, here's the story from page six. Caitlyn Jenner's bid for California governor doesn't sit well with late night host Jimmy Kimmel, who lampooned the gubernatorial. I know I didn't say it right. Gubernator, the governor candidate. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> After her, his, her Thursday appearance on The View. Uh, oh, I'm going to get canceled now for saying that. Referring to her as Caitlyn Jenner Crashian. Karka- because, you know, Jenner had that car crash that killed somebody Okay, a while back, yeah. Uh, the Jimmy Kimmel live host, 53, like anybody cares about his age. Declared that the interview was nonsense before comparing her to fellow Republican former President Trump while sharing several side by side images of Jenner and Trump. Kimmel asked, are we sure that isn't Donald Trump and a Caitlyn Jenner wig? Because, I mean, look at this. The resemblance is uncanny. They've got all the same kind of moves. He added that he believes the 71 year old former Olympian is only running to, quote, get attention joking that she has a better chance of being the next Batman than she does governor of California. She knows little to nothing about anything really refusing to quietly accept the insults. Jenner took to Twitter to call out the host for what she felt were transphobic remarks. Last night, Jimmy Kimmel called me Donald Trump with a wig. She tweeted Friday. He obviously believes that trans women are simply men with wigs on. Where is the outrage from the left or the LGBT alphabet? community being woke must be optional if you're a democrat jenner also called out the left for allowing kimmel's past behavior to fly under the radar reminding the masses of when he donned blackface in 1990s sketch comedy show the man show and he since apologized for that which is another interesting thing about cancel culture but we'll get back to that she went on to tweet a screenshot of kimmel encouraging women to guess what's in my pants in an article calling him out Uh, for a 2013 remark made during a Jimmy Kimmel live bit where a child joked about killing Chinese people. Sad that Jimmy Kimmel has contributed to AAPI hate. I don't know what all all that alphabet is either. Is there any group he won't attack? Jimmy, it's time to stop Asian hate, she tweeted. Uh, Kimmel wasn't the only one to take issue with Jenner's campaign. However, as many have questioned the celebrity's motives, I'm one of those people, by the way, questioning the celebrity's motives. You supported MAGA. Republicans have done nothing but disrespect to alphabet community rights. Tweeted one critic. That is untrue. After Jenner announced her bid and filed paperwork for her state run, why would anyone follow you after you supported that? Come on. You can't be that disconnected from reality. Jenner, who is transgender, is a Republican who voted for Donald Trump in 2016, but not in 2020 in protest over a stance on transgendered issues. Okay. So uh, a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, Trump took a stand on transgender issues that were not popular in the alphabet community. True. True um were uh the maga community just lumping everybody in with that title uh were they not accepting and tolerant what's your opinion aaron
3: well yeah but i mean we don't want special laws yeah exactly for transgender okay if, if that's how you want to live your life that's how you live your life now i now personally i i, I don't approve of it. It, it it's my opinion but also, my opinion is that how you want to live your life,
0: as long as it doesn't affect me, live it. Exactly. And when you start making uh, uh, specific gender-specific laws, even, uh, when you start making these specific laws for specific groups of people and it alienates other groups of people or, you know, it gives special rights over someone else's rights, it's just not fair and equal. Uh, we could have this debate forever okay we could have it forever i am not getting into that right now okay and i'm not disparaging the community or their rights just not but what i am talking about is the hypocrisy of the left and jimmy kimmel in particular okay this is a guy gets on his show takes shots at everybody like he does as long as they're Republicans, he'll take a shot at them live on stage, okay? And people eat it up, and then Jimmy Kimmel cries over something because he didn't get his way or something hurt his feelings, okay? Um, well, this is called Circle of the
3: Wagons. Gavin is going to have a recall September, October, whenever the date is. They're now complaining about the cost of it, but it's his fault, it's Gavin Newsom's fault we're in a recall. Yeah. He didn't govern the whole state. It yeah. is his fault. And, and, and so, again, and so uh, Jenner has decided to enter the race. And I think they're afraid that Jenner make convince people to recall Gavin Newsom to vote yes on the recall and then vote for, I'm going to go himself. Okay, so and and so he's going to be taking votes away from the no on recall, and so now they're circling weapons and taking shots at Jenner.
0: They're doing this. I'll tell you this: I know you and I we've had this discussion off the air, and uh, you don't agree with me, but I'm at the point where I would vote for Jenner just to send a message to Newsom. That's really where I'm at because Jenner is sounding like the most sane candidate for governor at the moment. Well, I mean, Cox is, I think. Cox is out my- there dancing with a bear. I mean, that's not sane.
3: Well, it, it's probably a bad commercial. And we're going to have Doug Osi, I think. And we're going to, and the, the mayor of, of San Diego. But they're, they're all saving their money uh, for when the recall is official. And it hasn't been made official yet, but it will be. Everybody knows. They're, you know.
0: Yeah. They're going to. I want to get away from the politics of it though. Okay. I mean, I know we can't talk about it without the politics, but I want to get away from the politics. I want to talk about the hypocrisy of it. Yeah. We're in cancel culture like right now. And that's been going on for the last few years. It was building up for the, uh, what do you call it? Maybe the last five, seven years it's been building up to what it is right now. Uh, John Lovitz uh, recently called it the McCarthyism of our age. Um, because comedians can't go out there and, and, uh, Make jokes. Just have a little fun. Okay? And apparently, it's okay for certain comedians to make whatever jokes they want to make as long as they apologize later or they're hardcore Democrats or hardcore liberals. Uh, it's not okay for other people like, say, Cat Williams, who I totally respect because, uh, go look it up on YouTube, they questioned him on CNN about something he said. Basically, it was America, love her, to leave it, and he told somebody to get out. If they didn't love America and uh, CNN tried to say, well, you know, don't you feel you should apologize for that? And he said, absolutely not. He goes, I, my, my job is to deal in free speech. That's free speech. And if I, if I don't deal in free speech then I'm not doing my job, this guy's dealing in free speech. Jimmy Kimmel's dealing in free speech, but only when it applies to him.
3: Well, I think he's given marching orders too. the, the people he works for. You know, it's time to try to take out Jenner. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And so that's how I look at it that he's following marching orders and he's just following what they want him to do so he can stay on the air. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because
0: no one's watching his show. I mean, the ratings are horrible. Yeah, you don't get to... I'm going to get back to my point. You don't get to be part of cancel culture and say we should cancel Roseanne for what she said. or what. You don't get to say that and then get on the air and do the exact same thing and not expect some consequences. When you bow to the, the mob like he's clearly
3: doing, um, you find yourself being
0: a hypocrite. You know, hypocrites uh, are liars. In a form, right? Yeah. Right? And nothing fires me up more than a liar because they're insulting your intelligence. There's what, essentially what they're saying is, I think you are so stupid that I'm going to tell you this and you're going to believe it. That's what a liar is doing. They're insulting your intelligence. Jimmy Kimmel is insulting our intelligence. Yes, he is. And uh, I'm all for, for Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel's show getting canceled. It's not going to happen.
3: No, but they'll find somebody else. The ratings keep going to what they are well yeah because they don't have
0: trump to beat up on anymore that's true i mean that was a ratings bonanza for four years that's why everybody did it that's why cnn's ratings are tanking right now and they they hired back a uh uh, i was gonna say something and i'm not gonna say it but they hired Tubin, and if you want to know what Tubin is go google him you'll find out what he did and they hired him
3: He's probably in a contract. No, probably they, no they brought bros. him back. Well, yeah, but he has a lot of those. Just like Kimmel has, you know, a year contract. And if you fire him, you still got to pay it out. But they probably had cause to fire him.
0: Yeah. no, th- oh, they had I, an absolute cause to yeah. fire him.
3: And I think ABC has cause to fire Jimmy Kimmel.
0: Oh, sure. Just based on the... Uh, The cancel culture and the blackface.
3: The The one thing about cancel culture, when you try to bow to the mob, usually cancel culture um, usually cancels
0: you. So let me be 110% abundantly clear on this. My comment on this story is not about Caitlyn Jenner or how you feel about Jenner, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. How you feel about transgenders, my comment is on none of that. None of that. My comment is on hypocrisy. And you cannot be a part of cancel culture and then say whatever you want. You've got to live by the same rules. You got to. Well,
3: rules for me are... You know, different than you.
0: Exactly. That's how culture, cancel culture is. Exactly. And that's how people like Jimmy Kimmel are.
3: Yeah. I uh, mean, if, you,
0: if he's you, all for canceling somebody else, but don't come cancel him. He He's going to scream free speech. If you sit
3: on the left, you can say anything you want. If you're on the right, you say one little thing wrong and they want to attack you. Yeah. But luckily, there's people on the right, uh, Republicans, um, that are speaking up and against cancel culture and like you know
0: whatever happened to free speech so yeah. so to take this a bit further and i, I know i mentioned this with the uh, coffee house keegan earlier uh i believe in the constitution and i believe that uh if we don't stand up for our rights our constitutional rights they erode they don't just disappear immediately they erode over a number of years uh, like water on a rock. It, you know how long water on a rock takes to smooth off the side of a rock, correct? Yes, yeah. yeah, right. That's what they're doing to the Constitution. They're smoothing off the edges with water. And it takes years and years and years. But it's as, happening.
3: As the late Rush Limbaugh used to say, the Constitution just gets in the way of really what they want to do. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. And and the back to I mean Jimmy may be right that Jenner is a bad candidate. But again, you know, it'll weed itself out. Yeah. I mean
0: Well, it didn't in the, the voters, presidential election, the, but, <laughs> no,
3: but the, the voters the voters in California thought Gavin was the best guy for the job. And then the voters said, you know what? We were wrong and we wanna get you know, some voters said we were wrong. And we want to get rid of them.
0: Well, it's like his buddy Gascon down in uh, down in Los Angeles, the, the district attorney of Los Angeles, who's letting all the criminals out and uh, has a soft spot for criminals who kill other people and thinks that they should be let out and uh, rehabilitated uh, because, you know, they deserve a second chance. Well, what about the person who got killed? Did that person deserve a second chance?
3: Yeah. Well, he's just...
0: He's given marching he, orders. Oh, he's he, on his he's, way out.
3: Yeah, he's paid and bought for. He's on but, his way out. That's one thing great about America. No matter how much money you have, again, you will be found
0: out
1: That is the be- from office. That it, is the yeah. beauty
0: of us all being connected the way we are in the 21st century. Yep. Is um, while uh, the media, uh, I'm and when I say the media, I'm talking about like CNN and MSNBC, the big ones. The big ones. Uh, and... Even I'm going to tell you, I'll get into it another day, but even Fox did something on the air that I was screaming at the TV, you are lying to me. You're lying. They were flat out lying to me. I hate it. Um, they, uh, Not Fox, but the media in general uh, is, is grasping tightly to their relevance. They're becoming irrelevant because we can all talk to each other now. Yep.
3: I, if you want to give credit to Trump for one thing, he when he called on fake news, um, he really put them in the place. But back to the Jimmy Kimmel again, he may be right when he said Jenner may not be the best candidate, but but Kimmel is not saying that because he feels that way, he's saying that because he wants to get rid of Jenner because Jenner doesn't believe how he does, right? And... You know, it's hypocrisy. Yeah. So and that is why he is hypocrite. And that's hypocrite hypocrite of the Ooh, week. Yeah.
0: Oh, I was gonna go on, but you cut me off, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Uh because we've rambled on long enough. But hypocrite of the week, uh Jimmy, your wards <laughs> in the mail. Try not to cry when you get it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh you're a oh, hypocrite. That would be great if you mentioned our show and hypocrite <laughs> of the week. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. It would be the best thing that ever happened to us because people a, would tune in to us. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. can, who you are can, these guys? You can hate me. You can hate this show because at my level, uh, there's no such thing as bad press. That's it. So <laughs> Any press this show got is good press. <laughs> Rock who? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> and so, well, thanks for listening, folks. I uh, Hope you enjoyed uh, the whole show and- Thank you to Coffeehouse Keegan. Oh, yes. And Dead Sin. Yes. And uh, remember when you uh, put your head on the pillow tonight, uh, prayer for Sal.
0: Yes, please. You know. Say a prayer for our brother Sal from Sunseed. He's uh, getting a pacemaker installed, and we want him to be around with us for many more years. I like that dude, and it kind of scares me. Yep. And then our friends from uh,
3: Ocean Dark, brand new album out, check that out so fantastic
0: yeah check that out too new album from True Lyric new album from Ocean Dark new stuff from Saving Jackie coming soon yep Uh, Reborn's got new merch out go check out their merch site fantastic video been out for a couple weeks too and their new song yeah and we gotta talk to Vessel soon we gotta see what's going on with those guys they gotta have something new going on that's true All right. thank you Aaron yep thank you audience happy trails everyone